0: Hello Chomp Nation and welcome to another exciting episode of The Chompcast, the official video game podcast of Soar Chomp. It's a podcast where if you listen long enough, you will begin to question reality as you slide into the consciousness of your mind, depicting an infinitum of cosmos splayed onto your retinas. Billions of atoms course through your eyes and glide into your optic nerve, your brain becomes a vessel of that which cannot be fathomed, unable to make sense of it all, yet aspiring to do so. But there is one thing we do know, and that is games, which is what we're going to be talking about today. We have a massive topic that I am beyond excited to discuss. Should games, with heavy monetization and pay-to-win elements, be considered games or digital casinos? We should, interestingly enough, be talking about video games, because that's what we are, a video game podcast. So we're going to be talking about some games such as Kenna, Eastward, Sable, Kiwi, and just a little bit more of Tales of Arise talks just thrown in there. Um, I'm excited for that. And as you guessed it, we have the Patreon poll of the week and the social media polls. More on that later. I cannot wait any longer. Let's introduce the guys. First, we have the editor himself, calling in from the land of urban flooding, Mr. Rich Meister. Now, Ratch, how are you doing this week, and how's the new addition to the family?
1: Um, those subway tunnels are supposed to be underwater. They were like that when we got here. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, and, uh, no, little pupper. Little pupper is no great. Um, yeah, new, new puppy new puppy here he's doing great he's asleep right now he's uh the most of all the puppies i've ever had he is the most willing to just like lay on your stomach and go to sleep Uh, that's adorable which is is fun uh one disappointment being he's about 13 weeks old um and when i got him, what a disappointment no no i'm getting to the disappointment oh he he was very responsive to the name he already had when i got him which is scout i was this close to naming a dog waluigi
0: Mm. oh god Scout is so much better than Waluigi
1: it's, well we would have called him Wally for short and then people who know me like my my lifelong friends would have been like did you name this dog Waluigi and I'm like that's insane what in a grown man would do that
2: yeah yeah you've gotta you've gotta have a full name for your dog and then call him a nickname
0: that's just yeah. come, that's come just, on come
1: you on. Know, that's normal I mean also at one point I very much want to get a French bulldog and name it Wario
0: now see now now, mm-hmm. now you're mm-hmm. now you're talking but the thing is, like, with a name like Scout, it's going to be confusing if your dog comes in and, like, you're getting it on. You're like, out! Out! And he's going to be like, that sounds like Scout. I should come in here. My human needs me. And, like, you're going to... Are you in trouble? Yeah. Are you in trouble? Your balls deep in somebody. And they're like, oh, my master needs help. I must assist. And
1: that's why you close doors. <laughs> oh, that's why? You know, who in your life is having sex with open doors?
0: I can't tell you that. As a That's show a... of strength. <laughs> you're, you're letting, you're letting the, the whole house know your authority by doing that. Yeah. Really. They've begged me to stop. I will not. <laughs> this is where I fucking, you will know it. But no, I'm glad. I'm, we'll I'm, be I'm, loud. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you have an addition to your family. Congratulations. Thanks. Your dog is adorable. If you guys are curious as to what Rich's dog looks like, don't tell him, Rich, what kind of dog it is. You can go to the Swordchomp private Instagram and more on that later. Um, that's right. All of our are, dog pics are behind we are a paywall. We're exploiting Rich's dog for content, and there's mm-hmm. nothing you or anyone else can do to stop us. Listen,
1: I, I sent Shay and Josh a video of that dog going down a slide. I don't
0: know what's going to happen to that. That could be paid content. It could it's gonna be. be. It's going to be. It's going to be. I mean, everyone else is doing it. Why not us? But no. Glad you're here, Rich. We also have the WizKid calling in from the land of humidity, North Carolina. Mr. Josh Fowler is here. Now, Jersh, I know that pigs can fly, but did you manage to turn any of them into bacon this week? What is is that the, hmm.
3: <clears throat> Yes. All right. I- <coughs> bacon. Pigs. Yeah? Okay. Mm.
2: I'm sure. okay. Don't look at
3: me. I'm as confused as you are. All
2: right.
0: <gasps> no, yeah, we this, have we have barbecue it, here. That's what we do to pigs here. Is... This, the, this played exactly how I expected it to. So, see, huh. I knew you guys would leave me hanging, as you guys usually do. Okay. So yeah, I we're... wanted to make the most awkward intro that I possibly could yep. no Josh. I knew congratulations. Hanging. And then, Rich, was... I knew you'd leave me hanging with Josh. So. Josh, Listeners, you, I was I was you, trying to
2: think of flying pigs, some chickens, like maybe maybe we're talking about like some sort of, um, you know, bacon ranch, chicken sandwich sort of deal. Like oh, what, ranch wait. me
3: bro
1: tendo. Mm-hmm.
0: So you were actually half half of you was leaving me hanging and half of you was trying to be kind. And I was trying to I was trying my logic and my joke. I which was trying to, trying to get there, it. and it never happened. It was...
1: which, one, which one was me?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, this, this, I wanted this intro to be chaos, because uh, the topic we're going to be talking about in a little bit is going to be a little bit more on the serious side, and it's going to get a little lost in the weeds, so I just wanted chaos at the beginning today. That's what I wanted. Like, chaos! Everything about this intro has been just sheer chaos. I hope <sighs> you guys know Chaos! That, that was the intent. So. Shadows. No, stop. Josh, really, how are you doing this week? Um I don't know. About the same as last week. It's kinda so so bad. Yeah. I don't know. Small shriveled into to the left.
1: Yep. Um sounds about right.
2: I mean it starts out to the left and then it kinda it course corrects a bit a bit harder than it
0: needed. <laughs> Wait, is that hard to port or is it hard to what? What's the... He I has an got. erection. <laughs> he gets a boner. Mm-hmm. You know what? Like, That's I gotta, true, I kid. Gotta, I got to ask you guys a question, by the way. And I'm Shay. I'm here from Japan. I was surfing through Instagram while I was um, donating to the porcelain gods earlier this morning. Poopy. And somebody had was like check out this juicy new uh, flow and like is a workout thing. (laughs) And they called it juicy. And I was like, I I don't know why I I I grimaced at it. Like, Juicy. I like, was more baffled by
1: the use of the word flow there, and I get the uh-huh. context, but it still well, makes me uncomfortable. You see, well, like,
2: juicy, you, you juicy, it gets and you together, flow together like, is
1: maybe the problem.
2: Yeah, juicy and fl- yeah, exactly. Because juicy normally kind of gets you going. Oh, it's more wet than usual, and then you say flow, and you think, no, a juicy flow has to be significantly less wet than usual.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's 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 the, there are a lot of things confusing about it. First mm-hmm. off, the word of the the use of the word juicy. In the context of juicy. working out, does it make sense? Like, do you have an abnormal amount of swass, like sweaty ass, as you're like, you know, mm-hmm. pumping some iron or shit? Like, why? Why is it juicy? Second, flow isn't um, context of basically these mobility movements that people are doing. That's really popular in the fitness world, where you do this like kind of like movement of your body and like yeah, no, are, no, like, I, I know the meaning and shit like that. And that's what mm. flow is referring to. It's y- been yeah, a real, really popular trend recently.
1: I do honestly think, like, because I, I understand the context of, of using flow like that. Like, this is not the first time I've heard that. I yeah. think in particular, when you couple that with
0: juicy, it completely makes my brain shit itself. Well, and that's, that's what I was going to say. That's also confusing. But then what, what's also baffling is why I was so bothered by the word juicy. And then I was like, I was thinking about it as I get off the toilet and I'm getting ready to go in the shower. You used to see it on like, sweatpants. Uh, yeah, exactly. Actually, I do have sweatpants on right now. But uh, do they say no, juicy? I, do they say no. juicy? Yeah, no. But I
1: <laughs> answer the question.
0: They don't say juicy. They no, are no. They juicy. don't say juicy. Okay. They say nothing. They're gray. They're very boring. Mm. Okay, like me. But no. Um, I was trying to think. Like, has there everybody ever been any like, uh, very mature, family friendly video that I've watched? Those terms don't go together, I've just realized. A family-friendly video. <laughs> a family-friendly video. Or in my personal life, if I've ever heard someone like, fuck my juicy pussy. And like, what I would do if somebody directly said that to me or if I was watching one of those family-friendly videos and heard that. What I would do. What would you guys do if somebody told you to fuck their juicy pussy?
1: Uh, it's hard to say. I, I mean, in the moment, I don't really know. Um, it is a confusing statement, irregardless,
0: I suppose I should say. Yeah, because, like, why is it juicy? Like, is it just Oh, because... it's a condition. Like, are you turned on more than usual? Is it a condition? Do you have some kind of STD Is everything down okay, there? babe?
3: That's... Yeah.
0: Josh, would you, would you just do what you normally do, or would you just you I, I, I I mean, you lay altogether. down a towel and mm. then you, you get to work okay hard th- see this is wh- this is what you want america a blue collar hardworking man <laughs> in the trenches <laughs> willing to do the dirty mm-hmm. work i'll do what i juice done, in done, that babe. puss
1: <laughs>
3: that's the new slogan
1: of this podcast Swordchomp.com. juice in that puss <laughs>
0: We'll sell millions of shirts. People will be like, oh, juicing that puss. Oh, it's a video gaming podcast. That makes sense. Juicing that That's play. confusing. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of video games, let's actually talk about some video games. <laughs> let's, let's, I, I was the one who started this conversation. I'm going to be the one to end it and get us back on track here. It's only so, right. <laughs> for you, it's only left. Mm. And, and,
2: until yeah. it makes that sharp right... Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. The doctor <laughs> said there's yeah. something he did do about that. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Exactly. No, but. He um, said it's
1: perfectly normal and he sees it all the time.
0: Maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think he was lying.
0: Probably. But no, video games. So let's get into the topic. In 2018, the World Health Organization or WHO, or WHO, if you're incredibly lazy, classified gaming disorder officially as a disorder due to addictive behaviors. And if you actually look at the ICD 11 under subsection 6C51.Z part That's 3 The Insane Clown Dossier? Yes. Exactly. Hey, I like that. <laughs> it states continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. And that is what Oh, I have that. I think most of us do in some capacity. That's what gaming disorder is classified as. The degree to which that is, is um, obviously if you go read the documents and you talk to people, it's a little bit more explicitly stated. But um, anyways, back to the topic. Mac et al. did a study. And by the way, for those of you who aren't in the science or have any familiar, et al. means like the main author, his last name is Mac, or her name is Mac, their name is Mac. Et al. means... And including all the other authors without actually reading their names. It's a, it's a, like Cause a, she has the time.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Anyways, I know with so a name Mac-
0: like Mac to start out, I mean, it's, they blew <laughs> the whole infalli- budget.
1: This is infallible research. Mm-hmm.
0: That was the main author, guys. Come on. Mac et al. did a study in 2014 looking at gaming addiction in adolescents in 17 years. Was that countries. with a K
2: or, or no? Yes. With a, okay. It's short for Ronald McDonald.
0: Okay. China, Hong Kong, Japan, South Korea, Malaysia, and the Philippines. While the use of a survey is not the most accurate way to procure data, they did find that six to 21% of adolescents fell under the classification of gaming addiction. When compared with other countries, that is a fairly higher percentage than others. So with the CAS, with the, um, excuse me, with the recent increase of smartphone usage, I think it would be important to see how those numbers are actually currently affected. But anyways, studies are currently being run in multiple countries to see how the pandemic and staying more at home has affected the percentages of people affected by gaming disorder. There have been some studies released out of China. So I initially wanted to report those findings, but without being sure if the information was forcibly obtained or reported to accommodate the law that recently went into effect in China, I chose to admit it. Omit it, excuse me, omit it. But speaking of the recent Chinese law regarding adolescence and restricted gaming, this is what prompted me to start thinking about this topic. As we were discussing China's seemingly hilarious statement on gaming being spiritual and digital opium, I started to dig deeper into why they were so adamant about being restrictive. And so I actually started to analyze mobile gaming and games with pay-to-win elements. We're all familiar with them. And I looked at them and I realized that they have a similar characteristic or some similar characteristics to casino games. Yet they are still classified as video games. So what is a casino video game before we embark upon this topic and discuss it together? Well, it's kind of... Sometimes hard to define what it exactly is, but it is generally, or the generally agreed upon definition is when players gamble cash or casino chips on various possible random outcomes or combination of outcomes. It doesn't necessarily mean you profit or you benefit from it. That is not the definition of gambling. It's you are betting real money or real stakes on the possible random outcome. The, the, you don't have to be successful. In that explanation,
1: that as, as I've always understood it, Shay, um, is that it's if you are putting money up and there is no guarantee of what you are getting in exchange for that money, that's that's gambling, and that makes and sense
0: to me. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So
1: uh, I was trying to dumb it down a bit for, for me because I'm you. dumb.
0: Thank you. Me too. Considering that definition and all that we know so far about gaming disorder and addiction. Should games with heavy monetization and pay-to-win elements be considered games or digital casinos? Now, there's a lot to unpack here. I wanted to just give some back information about this. That way we have some talking points. Because this is technically a fairly broad topic. Um, I'm not going to try and regulate where it goes here. I don't have an agenda here. Um, I just wanted to Show provide your hand, some information for us to talk about. So... Um, I'm gonna open the floor to you guys. Whoever f- wants to go first, I assume Rich, you, because um, you had some um information to provide there that probably we can just start there. How do sure. you feel about this topic? And like when I first approached you guys with talking about it, like what did it make you think about? Um, you can take this however you want.
1: Sure. I mean, there's there's no easy answer here because, and I want to get this out of the way up front because I feel very strongly about this in particular. I don't know what making the distinction. I don't know what difference that makes at the end of the day. Um, I think it's probably more about like labeling these practices and being able to more easily recognize them. But the thing that's most important to me, and it goes to back to when we talked about like the the gaming laws in China and that sort of stuff, the things they've enacted recently, is in my head, it is always way more important that the industry find a way to properly police these issues because if they don't. That's when government gets involved, and the last thing we want is the government policing our media.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Josh, do you want to reflect on on what Rich just said before uh, I go in? Because I just did a ton of talking. Historically, because
2: yes, we, we keep doing this. Um, we keep voluntarily regulating how these, um, like w- what can be in games with certain ratings, which is um, completely self-regulated as far as that goes, Um, with the Motion Picture Association, with uh, the ESRB. um, These are all done. There's not government intervention saying that. Um, I think there are a couple states that say, you know, that have the whole... uh, age requirements like kind of put into their state law but as far as like how something gets rated that way um
3: they're, nebulous, they're, they're not
2: involved um and that's again like rich said reason being we, we want to kind of nip it in the bud um movies did that in the past tv started doing that later on um although not after, or not until after the government was like, okay, you can't do any of this stuff on, on nationally or television.
1: Once there's a lot of like, figure it out or we'll figure it out for you.
2: Yes, which, which is why cable TV is um, so different compared to a lot of the other formats because, because it was regulated that way in a fairly stiff language, um, which has not really kept with the times in a lot that's of ways. one order
1: got shut down. You can't say Dick Wolf on TV. Mm-hmm.
2: Um yeah, yeah, there's 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 something to be said for that. Um and I think the biggest thing that's been kind of proposed by a lot of people in the industry lately has been changing changing the rating requirements or or guidelines to say that, you know, any any sort of gambling mechanics needs to be bumped up in age rating. Um, in order to make sure that we are not, you know, advertising gambling to kids. Um, Which, I mean, gambling, adult gambling is its own whole other can of worms, but we especially don't want kids gambling, because that's already illegal everywhere. So, like, we're, we're really walking into a minefield as an industry by... Saying, "Oh no, this is totally not gambling," even though literally everyone knows it's, it's fucking gambling. It's
1: very fucking clear. Um, I think we should step it up and start including oxygen tanks. Mm, these games. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep. We need no. to. We need to increase that uh, oxygen intake so people can stay awake
0: a little bit longer yeah. and keep pumping in quarters.
1: Also, game consoles shouldn't have clocks in them. You mm-hmm. know, just do what you can.
0: Yep. I. I will say, first off, I agree with you, Rich. I don't want the government involved in this. Um, You know, the government has tried to get, like, I I wouldn't say actively try to get involved, but people have tried to get the government involved in video game stuff. Um, We've talked about court cases uh, in... Uh, I
1: mean, like, we we talked about that during the China thing. I think we're all the right age to remember doom being discussed in the Supreme Court. Like, it's... It's fucking in- insane, but that's just it. like when we talked about it with China, it was more of a like, this has happened in this country, so let's talk about what this means. Government intervention in stuff like this is never it's never a good end result, as no. far as I'm concerned. I don't no. think there's a lot of debate to be had about that, yeah. Right. The
2: strangest right. thing so, about that, though, is like Tencent is one of the worst offenders as far as the way they handle a lot of these systems, and they're completely fine letting them ship that out to the rest of the world, but no, you don't ship oh, where you eat, yeah. essentially. They're like exactly, they finally yeah. they're finally like, no, 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 you can't use, you're the
0: dealer.
1: And at first they were like, what the hell? And then they're like, oh wait, we can still do it to the rest of the world? All right, it's fine.
0: Exactly. Yeah. One of the one of the things that um Tencent is being required to by the government, which is kinda of the Chinese government, that is interesting, is there has to be facial recognition software of who's playing. That way they make sure children aren't sneaking in, uh, under 18, I should say, adolescents aren't sneaking in extra gaming time and they have to log in with real phone numbers. Um, That is some
1: dystopian bullshit too.
0: I mean, it's it's a little bit extreme. I don't agree with going that far. Also, no Winnie the Pooh. But the things I will say about this that I feel as of right now, and that might change, is that um, by classifying these games as uh, casino games, digital casino games instead of video games it would give parents who aren't normally cued in first off the ability to know what these games have in them Mm -hmm. um i I think there are a lot of parents and granted parents should be involved in the process i'm not trying to say parents it should be easier on parents to be lazy but it is also difficult being a parent i think it should, in part, be on the onus of these companies and whatever agencies, which there are actually uh, national and international casino agencies whose job is to look at this stuff. I have actually looked it up. There are two or three different ones to classify these games as such for people who are not in the know about these kind of games. I think that's really important to establish that so parents can say, "Okay, there are gambling like elements in this game. Yeah. I don't want my child playing this," and to shut it off. I think that's I I don't think that's a big ask. I mean, it's not like I'm saying don't put this in your game or we aren't saying don't put this in your game. We're not saying government get involved. We're saying put on your game that there are gambling like qualities, and if you're a studio that refuses to do that, have an agency like the casino agencies that I know exist in in the U.S. and in the world, look at that and be honest and say, yes, these have gambling elements. And at that point, to which what you guys are talking about, make it unavailable for anyone under 18 years of age. Yeah. Now, granted, the, is that going to be perfect? It's not a perfect system. Nothing's yeah. a perfect system. There are going to always be butts before anybody in their head as they're listening well, to that's this a good thing. Saying, who doesn't want... <laughs> who doesn't like a good butt?
1: Well, as we know, no one sure. under the age of 18 looks at pornography on the mm-hmm. internet, so clearly the system works.
0: Yeah. I think the... the... <clears throat> I mean, adding one smaller roadblock, I think, would be beneficial. No, no, I,
1: I, again having the tools in place for parents to do the policing is really the most you can do.
0: Um, I think I think that's good. I mean that's it's a good step. It's not a perfect step, but it's a it's a good step. I mean for mm-hmm. at least for adolescents. Sure. But, right. Yeah. Yes.
2: There there are a few things there like I mentioned the ESRB earlier. They don't rate everything because Indie games have become such a big thing lately. There's an awful lot that does not get rated. Um, it, it, that's that's not a huge consideration because basically everything that ends up on any of the major storefronts is required to be like anything on the Sony um, storefront, anything on the Apple Store, all that stuff is going to end up being rated. Um, but like, it's still not a. It's There's still room for stuff to fall through the cracks, but like you're saying, if it's just
1: make the cracks smaller is the goal. Like there's always going to be stuff that falls through the cracks. Yes,
2: exactly. Um, Yeah. Well, make the cracks smaller. Make it. I'd like them to just make it a little less deep as well, because I mean, FIFA is a horrible example of games that, like, somehow you're able Uh to spend tens of thousands of dollars on. Like it's it's completely insane. um that that it's even possible possible to, to to do that like that makes no sense to me that like there should be a, a hard of the, cap um, of like you cannot possibly spend more than this
1: sports on games a game. are a big offender a lot of fifa a lot of like the nba games are basically digital casinos that happen to have a sports element attached to them mm
3: mm-hmm. mhm
0: yeah i yeah, I mean, adolescents are only one part of this equation, too, and that's that's one of the things that, like, why I wanted to frame this the way it is. Like, yes, adolescents, we need to be on the lookout for them, but as we, as a society, at least in the U.S. and some other parts of the world, are becoming more aware of mental health issues, mental disorders, things of the like, that these games also are predatory upon people with those issues, whether it's addiction whether it's trauma mm. whether it's um o- other disorders that these games will prey upon those people people with
1: addictive tendencies yeah like there's a it, it's a it's a fine line before falling into stuff like that and it, it sucks because it is the quote-unquote whales that are going to spend hundreds of dollars that they're they are preying yeah. upon with this stuff and
2: and Absolutely. even some of that like i've mentioned my personal distaste for just because of my own situation I'm not having enough time of not liking battle passes but that's a set amount per month it's not a thing that oh I'm going to go I think go that's an agreeable spend.
1: format yeah yes
2: like I personally they don't fit my situation but I think they're a much healthier form of like okay here's here's how you're going to interact if I'm being with the with you- monetization
1: my favorite like, Battle Pass format is, for right now, I've been playing a lot of, uh, and I talked about it on the show at some point, i am playing a lot of Splitgate,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: their Battle Pass, which a lot of them do at this point, which I really like, is there's always a free tier to the Battle Pass, yes. and you can buy it at any time and unlock all the stuff you would have at that point. So with Splitgate, yep. like, on the last day of the month, I look at the Battle Pass, and if I played enough to get some cool shit, I buy it then.
2: Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. And it can be like, okay, I know what I'm getting for the money I am putting down right now instead of,
0: exactly. oh, I'll
2: do this and then feel guilted into playing way more Play, than I yeah. ever wanted
0: to of this game. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's, and that's, that's kind of one, of one of the things that I'm considering is with something like a battle pass, you, exactly, you know what you're getting. There's no random chance of outcome.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: However, um, to use a reference point, I was recently playing Pokemon Unite, and I've since obviously fallen off that game since then. I I think it's a fun game. And this is something that I've been talking about with a few friends as I was gearing up for this topic. There's this trend in a lot of mobile games and a lot of these games with what I would personally consider casino-like elements, where there is a lot of progress made at the front, and it's just dopamine hit after dopamine hit. You're gaining levels quickly. You're getting in-game currency Quickly. You're unlocking, whether it's outfits, characters, weapons, whatever the, the item is that you're unlocking. You're unlocking a lot of these things quickly. And it's, it's, it's great because you don't have to put a lot of time in and you're just getting all this stuff. It's, it's an incredible rush. It's an incredible feeling because if we look at our daily life, it's rare that we have these kind of experiences where you put in a little bit of effort and you get a lot of reward. It's very mm-hmm. rare if you think about it when you compare it to real life. And then you start putting a little bit more time in because you're having fun and you're, you're enjoying the dopamine hit. And then the game starts slowing the progress of all of those things. And you're like, wait, wait, I'm not getting as much. And then so you start to put a little bit more time in and then they start restricting it a little bit more. And then eventually you're putting a lot of time in to try and get... That same level you were going getting at the beginning, which you're never gonna achieve that again, because that's the that's the mm-hmm. model here. And so you come to a crossroads with that eventually over time, where it's like, I'm gonna put a lot of money, a lot of time into this game to try and unlock these things that are blocked by in-game currency or real game currency. So your choice is to put a lot of time in. And honestly, most of the time it's diminishing returns. Or you're going to spend money to unlock some of these items or the chance to unlock some of these items. So in Pokemon Unite, for example, I could grind a ton or spend money to unlock a new Pokemon to use yep. in the game. Or I could spend money to get the in-game currency to, to um, use the little slot machine or the little, uh, not slot machine, the bingo machine to get additional items in the game. To up upgrade certain items to get unique outfits, things of that nature.
2: Yeah, that game so there, was especially.
0: Are, sorry, i want, I want to ahead. point
2: out another thing there. It felt especially scummy because after you finally got a new character you wanted or whatever, if it was a different type of character, like oh, I've, I've been playing a melee character or whatever, certain mm-hmm. items are going to be better for yes a completely different type. So like oh, I finally got they they released my favorite Pokemon finally. It's a different type. I'm going to need new items and then. Leveling up those items requires a ton of resources.
0: Yeah. And to you, can do circum- that. you can circumnavigate that by spending in game currency mm-hmm. to roll that bingo machine to get the opportunity to upgrade those items.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, like. Which is that's- extremely slow, or you could just very easily just pay the money to do that. Ooh, I
1: can just do that? That sounds mm-hmm. good. That sounds and fun. Like,
0: th- there are aspects of that example that are not casino-like you pay money to win i don't think that's casino-like i think it's shitty. No, i think it's shitty shitty design and it's it's shitty in general but yeah you're right i don't think that's casino like the other where you are rolling the little bingo um machine thing that they have in the game to get the chance to upgrade your items or the chance to get an outfit or the chance to get other like they have like mm-hmm. three in-game currencies in that fucking game, but um is is whack I, I and that for have, sure is is a casino like quality to me. And Pokemon Unite is not the only example of this. I, I you actually can you in your daily life who is listening? You could look at so many different mobile games you've played over the years. Fire Emblem Heroes is a, one that comes to my mind. Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, which two of our former hosts had a massive addiction to. Um, there's so many games out there that have these casino-like elements, and why are they being considered video games? Like I it just there, There's my one mind.
1: Exa- example that I'm unsure as of yet how gross it is, <clears throat> but I wanted to bring it up just because it's weird it may show a weird way this trend is swinging. Um, the new Hot Wheels game is out, Hot Wheels Unleashed. Yes. Um, and I've heard good things about it, but I I've been I've been watching it and learning some things about it. This is the only game I've ever seen in my life before you do anything. Before you get to the start menu, the first thing it does is give you some random blind boxes to open. And they just refer to them as blind boxes uh, to get cars. But here's the weird thing, and this is why I'm concerned about maybe something changed in the back end or maybe this is coming later. You unlock a currency in that game as you play that you can use to get more more blind boxes and unlock cars. There is a link from the start menu for a season pass and a link for a store. As of right now, if you hit either one of them, they go nowhere. And what I'm wondering is, is that stuff just coming later? Or at some point during this game's development, did they smell the trouble on the wind and take that stuff out?
2: If I had to be very cynical here, I'd say they took it out. So if in development or whatever, the ESR- ESRB was finally like, oh no, we are going to put warnings about, you know, any gambling mechanics on the label, that it wouldn't be on the label. Because it's already been reviewed.
1: And it's things like that that trouble me in a way because, like, beyond that stuff, I've heard that's a really fun racing game.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's cool because it. I have so many issues with that because it. Clearly, a a Hot Wheels game is going to prey on nostalgia of millennials and maybe some very busy years. And also, young young children.
1: Hot Wheels are still incredibly popular. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. But also, it's. Going my point being before (laughs) is that when looking at gaming addictions, it's going to prey on the nostalgia of some people. Um to give you guys an example, and I'm not gonna name any names here, I'm gonna try and be as vague as I can, because this is a personal friend of mine, um a friend I've known for many years. Hideo Kojima. Um, They they had an experience that was kind of out of their control and it completely shifted the trajectory of their life. And they ended up moving back to where I went to college and lived with um, another friend of ours and me for some time. And because of some of the traumatic things that happened in their life, they started to develop like a deep level of anxiety and depression. And you know, you know what's kind of funny about this is that they the got incredibly ass- obsessed with... No, another person they got incredibly obsessed with Hot Wheels and were buying like a shit ton of Hot Wheels, which is kind of on the nose for this. But even more so than that, this is when the first uh, Plants vs. Zombies shooter game had come out. That really, like, I thought that game was super awesome and fun. Mm. But I had never seen, up until that time, loot boxes at that point in a video game, because I wasn't playing a lot of online video games. I wasn't playing like MOBAs or MMOs, things like that. So this was my first experience with loot boxes. And he, you know, he had some money to spare at that given point in time when he had first moved in and he was dealing with his own um, issues and stuff. And he just started dropping hundreds of dollars on these loot boxes for the chance to unlock these characters these mm. variants, these abilities and I would like I remember during this time I would walk out of my room and he'd be like hey dude have you been up all night playing games and he's like yeah I, I couldn't sleep and he's like oh by the way I unlocked this character I spent like a hundred dollars on loot boxes to get him and I was like "Yeah, what? Like that and, is, that and, is like, one of the my... Just j- sorry Josh just yeah go, a ahead, go ahead that's my point here is yeah. that it isn't just affecting adolescence. I mean, we if we're if we're going to be talking about as a society taking mental health and mental issues seriously, that like I don't like, I'm not trying to throw my friend under the bus here. I really am not, but I'm trying to use a real world example that I personally experience. Yes, anecdotal evidence to to explain where I'm coming from with this. That. It is a real issue for people with mental health disorders as well, and why, why is this continuing to be ignored? Sorry, go ahead, Josh.
2: Oh, nothing. I was, I was, I was. The kind of trajectory of Plants vs. Zombies from like just a really chill, relaxed, there's nothing to spend extra money on game to two having almost instantly here God, you can yeah. you can buy extra stuff to three having oh. or not three but the the shooter having loot boxes all over the place has been just one of the most disgusting things i've seen happen to an ip yeah
1: plants vs zombies 2 might be like it's so top of my list of like most disappointing sequels ever made yes
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and i actually was addicted to that game for a little while until i ex- like that was my first exposure that actual mm. game was to having your progress slowed down to a crawling halt, unless you wanted to spend money, and I was like, "This yep. is fucking nasty." It's gross. And then I, yeah. and then I started going through that with other mobile games. I enjoyed Fire Emblem Heroes. Went through it with that Elder Scrolls Legends, as well. and then I yep. I fell off that. And then I was like, "I need to just quit playing mobile games." Like after uh, Elder Scrolls Legends, which I was there as Josh can attest to I was very addicted to that game um I, did, I still didn't spend money in any of these games I was willing to spend my time and I I think I think now about all the time I wasted on those games and it is what it is uh, you know I, I, lear- I learned a very hard lesson of that um these games are there to just prey upon you and it's difficult yeah. and like there's, there's one study I was reading um and I actually want to cite it really quickly it says King et al states that there is a confusing issue dubbed hybrid gaming that shows behaviors of both gaming and gambling. It is compounded by the fact that some gambling activities are already internally referred to and publicly promoted as quote unquote gaming by the gaming industry. And that's part of what makes this issue more difficult too. You have games like Pokemon Unite that are hybrid gaming experiences that have some actual video game elements and have some gambling elements. And then you have the gambling industry as a whole classifying some of these games as "quote unquote" video games, which are predominantly gambling experiences. So, what? Like, I'm I'm not saying here we need to promote a solution here. I, I'm not saying the three of us are good to I don't come have up one. I don't either. <laughs> I don't yeah. either. And and that's something that I think we as um, a community, whether you consider it the gaming community or people who enjoy games, whatever you want to classify that as,
1: the People's Republic of China
0: people's republic of gaming um that's prg thanks uh but (laughs) it's been a while since i got to do that we we that's true that's true we need to start looking at that as people within this community and in my opinion we need to start holding companies more accountable for that and and stop wasting our time in these games i like yeah, And I, I feel that not because I, I, I'm trying to cancel people. I, I have been accused of that in the past, and it's frustrating. I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to hold these companies to a higher standard, and I'm also trying to look out for people who I care about and people who enjoy the same hobbies as I do. Because I do care about those people. Shay,
1: what, what I think personally, and again, this is not a solution because this is very simple, and I don't know the logistics of implementing something like this or what the system would be. I think the path of least resistance would be a world where organizations like EZERB um, create a sort of, like, like you have the ESRB rating on the front of the box, some sort of like unification of like digital gambling elements on the front of a game box, and strict guidelines for what is in a game that gets it that stamp.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There should be some kind of classification for it, and there should be some kind of universal warning. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Universal warning before a title screen, letting people know Mm. this game has gambling elements. It contains
1: digital, like, I think that's the easy classification you go. This game contains digital gambling elements
0: and look look it's not it's not the it's not please a foolproof enter solution. your pin number now and it's, it's not a foolproof situation I know there are people out there gonna be like yeah who is that really gonna stop like like Rich said he had a perfect analogy earlier it's not about closing the crack it's about not shortening but making it run. smaller making it smaller that's the easiest way to say that thank you it's about shaping and smaller. toning the crack
1: god that crack's gonna be so fucking hot <laughs> when we're done
0: it waxing it bleaching the crack
1: this is all about my butthole
0: (laughs) this is the whole then the point of the whole topic actually is to talk about buttholes but Mm no in in all seriousness i think that there needs to be a little bit more resistance to this yes there are people with mental disorders that are still going to get addicted to these games unfortunately Mm -hmm. there's there's no perfect solution here And yes, there are going to be some adolescents that manage to get through, unless we want to look at somewhere like a communist country like China and be like, yes, that's what we should be doing, which I don't believe we should be doing. Not an
1: ideal situation.
0: No, I don't think so. That I, I understand that there are going to be some people who unfortunately fall prey to that or fall victim to that. But there needs to be more resistance, I believe. And there needs to be a better classification of these games. And the reason, one of the big reasons why I wanted to bring attention to this now is because we are moving into an age where gaming can be done anywhere at any given point in time because we have uh, smartphones that have these capabilities. We have tablets. We have laptops. We have like mm-hmm. all of our electronics at this point, pretty much. Almost all of them can play a video game in some way, shape, or form. And some of those video games have video games in them. And a lot of companies have figured out a way to psychologically make you want to spend more money or time on these games. And to me, it kind of pisses me off, to be honest with you, that, and granted, I would just stay pissed off the rest of my life if I consider this, but that these gaming companies are trying to manipulate us into doing that. And I could, like I said, I could stay pissed off the rest of my life at everything that is trying to manipulate me to do something because that's pretty much life in general but with gaming that i i come like like most people i come to this hobby to escape a lot of the real world shit doesn't mean we shouldn't Mm. talk about some real world shit we shouldn't have real world implications sometimes but a lot of times i don't want to think about how i'm fucking manipulated to Buy this product over this product. I just or... want to get
1: manipulated and get on with my day.
0: <laughs> get out of <laughs>
1: line at the Dairy Queen.
0: That's right. But it, it pisses me off that these companies are trying to nickel and dime you in a gross way. I'm fine if you have pay-to-win elements. It, it's it's gross to me, but it's understandable. Yeah, from, from a, a design standpoint, it, it's gross. But, like,
2: <sighs> it works. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know. I'm I'm more fine with that than with all the loot boxes and everything that we've gotten into lately cuz it's just a matter of I mean, granted, if we take away loot boxes, they're going to find other other scummy ways to convince people to spend as much money as possible. And pay to win is already up there. It's a thing they know to use. But like I don't know. I don't know. Like it's I think the biggest thing is that it needs to be a finite sort of investment possibility space because gambling is not. And whatever we have
1: sure, it to, is. One time to we end up kind of replacing that
2: needs, needs to not be that. Like, we, we need to have, you know... We need some guardrails on this thing to stop it from completely ruining people's lives.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I could get so much more lost into the studies that I've been reading about the uh, gaming disorder, gaming addiction with adults and children. And I'm not going to do that. I don't want to get too lost in the weeds here. But what I do want to do, actually, is I want to read some listener comments so we have a little bit more reflection here, so that way we're not just spinning our wheels here. Because I think in some way, shape, or form, we feel very similarly to this, probably slightly nuanced. You but, know what, um, before I you move to on to the some... comments,
1: you, you know, it is just an insane thought to me that's been rattling around in my head. I can't believe it's taken them like 10 years, a lot of these designers, to finally be like, what? what's the secret sauce? What if What if we made the game part good?
0: <laughs> right? Right? Like, like hate... that wouldn't work! Like, think about, before I read the comments, think about Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Now... Granted, I know there's an incoming joke. I said games that are good. I know I know that's coming. Don't worry. I, I, I got that covered. But um, Thank you. Yeah, we, no worries. Uh,
1: yeah, I was getting tired.
0: Yeah, but anyways, think about that game <laughs> and the, how that was one of Can the first Can we just say games.
1: Morrowind just to save our time?
0: Think about, shut the fuck up and let me get a sentence out. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry. You're good. You're good. That was one of the first games that started introducing those those small charges. You could pay $3 to get armor on your horse.
1: Are you referring to horse armor?
0: Yes. Things of that <laughs> nature. You could spend a few extra dollars to get that cool stronghold in the game that you wouldn't normally get. Now, if you love the game enough, you're not being prompt to do that every five minutes. Whereas, like, Tales of Arise, a game that I've been playing recently, every time I go to sit down to camp, there's some fucking blinking notification highlighting the DLC content and it's just in your face Ugh. the game like the game speaks for like for example like oblivion game speaks for itself if you want that additional content that will help the developers and it costs the developers not that much more then buy it and there you go you're you're supporting the company even more showing appreciation and they in turn get the money To turn around and make more content, more products, more games, so on and so forth. That's that was what it initially looked like. The model was going to be: let's make our game good, and then when we release additional content, that means people will, if they want to, support us more. And more, yeah. And and there have been people, and to this day, and this is a topic unto itself, that bitch about content that should be in the game in the first place, like. I've heard people bitch about that, and like it's agree to disagree, just for the sake of staying on topic here.
1: That's but, a totally yeah different discussion, but I get that making games is expensive.
0: Yeah, but th- the point here being, like, what I'm trying to say is, if I'm looking at it and it's like DLC, a la in the style of expansions like Blood and Wine Horse for Armor. The Witcher or ho- Horse Armor for Oblivion versus this pay-to-win element and this um, gambling-like experience. I'm gonna take the first one any day of the week, and I'm sure there are people like, "What about the third option? Why don't spend any extra additional money because fucking developers?" Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, not, yeah, that's a different discuss- discussion entirely. But if I had to choose, I also agree one that the... we should get rid of capitalism. <laughs> yeah, but until, until then, until then, yeah, exactly.
1: I. But... It's funny, actually, you brought up the Oblivion thing in particular, Shay, because I'll spoil this because I don't know if it'll ever come to fruition, and if it will, it'll be like a year from now. Mm. Um, <laughs> when I was having conversation with one Raven McGill about Chomping at the Bits, the uh, gaming history-focused podcast we're working on, we, we knocked around the idea of doing an episode about the rise of, of downloadable content, and we really wanted to just call the episode Horse Armor. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I think that's awesome, and if you guys do that, please have me on for that episode, because. Any yeah, chance that'll... to talk about oblivion is always welcomed by And me. the
1: first part of that episode would be guilty and be like, all right, let's go around the table here. Who owned horse armor?
0: <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> As I, it should be.
1: I like to imagine the conversation in that room was like, hey, some guy on the internet said we should put armor on the horses. And they were like, cool, six bucks. I'm like, can't do that. Six bucks. All right, here you go.
0: <laughs> yep. Hey, it worked. It worked. I knew a lot of friends who bought that armor. So, anyways. Let's get some comments. Uh, every Thursday at the Sword Chomp Instagram, you can comment on the topic of the week and we will read it on the show. It helps us with different perspectives um, it, and it helps us kind of open the conversation into different avenues, which is very welcome, very appreciated. And we get you involved in the show, which we always love to do. So, Tawny S., good buddy of ours, said loot boxes are classified as gambling in my country. And I think that if you want to have them in your games, you should abide by the same rules as any other casino. Eighteen or older. Or eighteen and older. hmm Yeah. I mean like I it's it's kind of crazy to me that there are other countries cued into this. Granted, there there are some extreme examples like China, but there are other countries queued into this, and that's exactly what they're doing, yet
1: <sighs> And it's an impossible to enforce thing, but like I get it like for a product that is for home consumption it's pretty impossible to enforce
0: yeah yeah it's like the mature rating uh like and I'm sure some people have thought of this Like, I mean the difference is like
1: that's not a law like that's Ezerb's rating and it is a suggestion it's up to parental discretion but it's not illegal a, a for you know
0: well th- okay. th- thank you for t- talk or telling or taking my point that i was just gonna make
1: <laughs> oh i'm sorry
0: you're good you're good it's all good it's exactly what i was gonna say though you're absolutely right yeah. but um the, the only sorry this is
2: also tangential but something that i think they could could do could be required is another uh, like th- there are options to be like oh you don't need to put in your credit card info to buy stuff on a lot of the different storefronts it would be easy to make it that you are always required to put in a card number if it was for any sort of gambling in a game. Like we we won't let our automatic here here your credit card's now automatically entered systems be in there, just as an extra step to stop kids from being able to just instantly have any of that access. Yeah, and yeah. and also to stop. Everyone else from being able to, you know, just mindlessly do that because, you know, at least you have to go
0: find your credit card. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, other than Internet privacy and security being a major issue that I'm constantly concerned about, that is Tackle a big reason next. why I don't keep my cards on any website, whether it's Amazon, mm-hmm. um, any, anywhere. I don't give anybody access to my credit card. I have to manually input everything because then it makes exactly what you're saying. It makes me have that additional step of, okay, I want this. Do I need this?
1: You will second guess a purchase
2: when you have to jump through hoops like
1: yeah. that I get it. Yeah,
2: like, walking click-
0: upstairs to find your credit card is just
2: long enough to talk yourself out of a lot of impulse well, buys. It,
1: it, it's, yes. it's actually funny. Like, I was recently, and I might have had this conversation with you guys. I was trying to clear out the amount of like, things I I pay for in terms of like streaming services and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the way I thought to do it was the easiest way. Most of that stuff goes through my PayPal. So I just deleted my PayPal account and made a new one. This way I was like, all right, then as these things come up and I see something is canceled and I go, "Oh, I was going to actually use that." I will just this way I'll just resubscribe to the things I'm actually using because I'll notice they got canceled.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's a great way of doing it. Just like a like a fresh restart.
1: It's it's a cleanse, yeah.
0: Yeah, just hitting the reset button so you can figure out where you're getting billed and how you're getting billed but yeah b- back to the topic at hand yeah uh tawny i think that's i think that's interesting and i don't know how that would be implemented uh yeah in the, the u.s the... i definitely don't think the government should be getting involved in that and i'm not i don't know if the government is involved well i think the bigger
2: kind of kind of like your, it's the u.s thing is a complete disaster on that because if for some reason the federal government stepped in and was like oh no this is gambling all of a sudden a lot of states would just completely outlaw these games because of the laws they've got going on in the state it's the um,
1: potential to collapse an industry
2: yeah completely and and this is even after the federal government acts or not the federal government but the supreme court accidentally made online gambling legal again a few years ago
0: which is
1: sure use fanduel we don't care
0: yeah exactly um yeah i I as long as you do it
1: in the house
0: one thing i will say is i think i like i'm I'm not trying to like scare people or anything like that i think we need to be a little bit concerned as people who enjoy games because it being internationally known as a gaming disorder seeing um because I'm going to end the show with one other study, or not end the show, end the topic with one other study that I was reading about this is becoming a more and more common issue. Mm-hmm. And if it becomes too common of an issue and government um, agencies really start to take well, notice, that's when we run the possibility of government intervention where we don't want it. Yeah. Not saying... I- that it's going to happen. I'm not saying we should be fearful of it and change it right this second. Yeah. Well, I don't I'm think it will ever happen
2: is the biggest issue. I think they will make some show about stopping kids from doing it and that'll literally be all of it because again, capitalism. They they're not going to fucking do anything to stop this. I like fair point. I like again, they make big shows of this hoping for bribes. Like that's it. Like they're they're looking to convince Lizard a couple other vision, industri- industries to just hire some lobbyists, spread some of that money their way. That's all this is, but not everybody can afford to bribe senators.
0: Yeah. 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 And that's, that's, a dream. Yeah, that's another topic entirely as well. But yeah, you know, you got to get, you have a fair point, fair point. I didn't even think about that. So, all right, let's get to the next comment. JT Ruiz Another good buddy of ours said, there is a line and a definition between games of chance versus games of skill. It's the idea of performing a required skillful task versus, say, pulling a lever on a slot machine. And yeah. That very much coincides with what we were saying earlier about, like, Pokemon Unite and those games mm-hmm. of that ilk. Yep. Yeah. It's, but the lever's heavy. The <laughs> <laughs> lever's so heavy, dad. Uh, Eth Abney said, ironically, I drove through Illinois recently, and there are tons of buildings with signs that say video gaming inside, referring to gambling. And <laughs> I thought that yeah. was kind of funny because I was like, I would be kind of insulted seeing that because like there's what? gamers in here. It's gross. Well, yeah. well not no. only that. <laughs> Don't you know, open yeah, gamers like, inside. <laughs> like, imagine you're driving. Scrawled along. in blood. <laughs> like you're driving along and you see that my first thought would be what poor sap would be like oh, i just can't get enough of video games at home i gotta go somewhere else to experience them like who is that who is that advertisement trying to trick
1: it's it's duping me can i say by the way i have to point this out because it's just the way the sentence was structured and i 100 percent know what he meant but I first heard it as the full sentence being, so I was driving through Illinois, ironically, and I was like, I get that. That place sucks.
0: <laughs> he said, "I." oh, okay. Yeah, so you could just end it. Ironically, I drove through Illinois recently. Yeah, end the yeah. <laughs> be the like, sentence. Yeah. That's so ironic, <laughs> don't yeah. you think?
1: That's hilarious. What's the rest of your story?
2: It's like, yeah. I, I appreciate that commitment
0: to drive all the way through <laughs> Illinois, ironically. Just as,
1: as a fun gag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So Wt Schen- Schenck said casino simply like he agree here he thinks that these kind of elements should be considered a, a casino game. Some, mm-hmm. some yes and some no. Uh, J Power eighty three said if you have to pay to win something, that's gambling. So it should be considered a casino game. And uh, this is kind of what we were talking Bang about. really it's like it's so difficult to precisely understand what falls under pay to win because sometimes when you get a loot box that could kind of be considered pay to win if you unlock a special item that gives you an advantage right well it is when you're when you are getting something that is an advantage like
1: when you are getting something that directly affects your performance in game yeah um, as opposed to like pure cosmetic stuff which right. is the way they justify a lot more of this
2: yeah I don't right. even think and- that's the cutoff for me, because I mean, a lot of games. Hey, you pre-ordered it. Here, here are three guns that you'll end up getting like two hours earlier than you would have otherwise. Um, yeah, like sure. Yeah, and I don't. I have my own issues with that, but I don't think there's like a gambling component to it. Whether or not whether or not pay-to-win stuff makes gambling, you know, more appealing, I don't know. Um, it mm. seems like it does. Again, kind of given our FIFA example earlier, where you're unlocking players, like it's and that's one of the worst offenders as far as how sucked into the loot boxes people have gotten. So, yeah. like there might be something to it, but i I've, I've not seen studies on whether or not the pay to win portion of it really affects that or not
3: sure
0: yeah I, so. I think about something like because I am such an avid NBA fan granted it, in certain games Michael Jordan has appeared in very few actual NBA games I couldn't imagine if in the newest NBA 2K and I granted I don't know if he's in the most recent one so I'm, I'm not a big fan of the games just a fan of the sport more so he is yeah. but as but, a
1: golfer he what <laughs> he is but as a golfer <laughs>
0: And as a, uh, as a uh, was it Formula One? Is that the team? He, or no, some motocross team he used to own. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, um, jokes aside, I couldn't imagine if he hadn't been in the most recent few NBA 2K games, they had him in the newest one, but he was locked behind loot boxes. Mm-hmm. How fucking crazy people would go, how much money would be spent to try and unlock him. And yeah. he, And he's also like, he would obviously be a broken character because he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time in real life. That that, that would be both a pay-to-win and a gambling aspect. So mm-hmm. that's, where, like, that's why part of this conversation is so difficult when you're talking about things that should be done. But I think there are certain defining lines that can be there. You know, like If there's a pay-to-win element that has absolutely zero aspect of gambling to it, fine, that's not gambling. But if there's a pay-to-win element and it starts to dip its toe into the gambling aspect, it should be considered gambling. But mm-hmm. yeah, so like it's not that Jay Powers is necessarily right or wrong. It's just that the conversation is more nuanced at that. point.
2: Well, yeah, no, and again, like I've, I've I've not seen studies on whether it makes that more appealing. I my hunch is that it does, and he's probably on the right track with like loot boxes that that do that are just probably even harder for people to avoid if if that's um you know it's just it's just, it's way more
0: appealing. Yeah. Way yeah. more addictive. So Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Nick Davenport said that makes a lot of sense actually. Either classify it as a form of gambling or make a new classification for it, but regulating the huge amount of paid and win mobile games disguised as a game of skill flooding the app stores does feel like a good idea. I'm not sure if regulating them per se is the greatest idea, well, but having some kind of classification is kind of what we're talking about here. Well, but I mean, that is regulating them. It just oh, depends. Okay. Yeah.
2: It just depends who's. I think you just took it that. the wrong way. As
1: in, like, yeah. you were taking it in the mindset of like barring stuff from being on the store. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. how I took it. Yeah, it, you're right. It, it should, it has every right to be there, but it should be properly labeled. Like we were saying earlier, is, is I, I think the, mm-hmm. the best solution.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I just want it to be clear. I'm not saying... Yeah, yeah. like These, no, no. these things can't exist. Just... Only
1: Epic's not allowed to put things on the Apple Store.
0: That's right. <laughs> Hopefully they learn their fucking lesson.
1: Yeah, how dare you speak up.
0: Yeah. Uh, gory 98 <laughs> another friend of ours, said, Just because something is a gamble, it doesn't mean it's literally gambling. Should you be 18 to buy a mystery box? They always sell at cons? That's a gamble, right? And that's, that's like, I was curious to hear your thoughts more than reflect on this. What do you guys think about that?
1: I mean, uh, yeah, no, I, I totally, I totally get the logic in that. Like it's yeah, it, it becomes like that. Well, that's kind of a fine line, right? Like I personally, I, even I think don't those think are it gross. is. Yeah, no, I, think like, I don't think it is, too. but I think
2: it's one of those, like, I think it's one of those, I like, every time it? a boomer says something about, well, then shouldn't insulin be free? And the answer is yes. Yes, the it's, insulin it's, should be free. Well, yeah, but it's it's a false equivalency at that point. Well no, it's no, the, no, I think it's I think it's a matter of get rid of fucking blind boxes. Well
1: like, no, how, I mean, how do we allow the insulin shit? thing specifically is like well that's, that's a false equivalency because yes it should and so should the thing we were talking about. Yeah, cuz like uh I think blind boxes are gross either way like Yeah. There's there's something just dumb about it. like I I fucking I uh Worked at plenty of retail places when, if you recall, when Lego started doing like blind box minifigs. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who still work in those retail spaces, and they spend a lot of their time <laughs> in their stores of choice feeling the bags of Lego blind box minifigs because they're then f- trying to find the popular ones to sell them online.
3: Uh
1: huh. And that's that's, <laughs> and it creates re- har- terrible resale industries like that. Hmm.
0: And that's why i think that's why physical blind boxes are so popular my my friend here they have a very interesting blind box and yeah i like they were really excited and i didn't want to knock it and i would never knock them for it they get fresh produce local produce from around japan and it's a blind box for produce guys yeah. <clears throat>
1: that sounds they, I'm hilarious as hell i would be, they, I would they bet never bet know what they're like gonna get
0: because
2: it's it's whether you like it or not, it's, it's you know, Am I going to get all my vitamins today? It, well, it's, it's perishable, but, like, like, this is, like, the blind boxes are gross. Frankly, I think cards are gross. Trading cards, playing like, any, any of the, hey, you're getting this, and even if it's a matter of, like, I, I, I do not like magic system of, like, okay, you, you know basically what you're going to get, but there's still rarity. Of, like, it's gross. It's fucking gross, guys. We've put up with it for far too fucking long. And I'm, 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 I'm getting tired of it in our industry. Like I'm, it's just, it's just, just fucking stop. I know you're I, not,
0: I, but just fucking stop. For, for the record,
1: I, this, this thing. Wait, is, wait, 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 Rich, wait. Oh, I'm so I'm
0: sorry. I was going in. Let me have, let me have one moment of interruption. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten to interrupt you guys. Let me interrupt once. No, well, I was going to say, I'm laughing Josh only because I hear some like Gen Zer being like, oh, you fucking boomer, Josh, you bitching about this that's why i was laughing anyway mm-hmm. sorry rich go ahead
1: yeah no what i was gonna say was i'm always curious how these physical blind boxes work because if you guys would recall i had pre-ordered an entire box like shipped for sale of the final fantasy 7 pol- yep. poly- polygonal figure blind boxes yeah in those boxes for retail is the exact number of possible figures there are and i got every single figure in that box so, I always wonder, like, are the retail boxes, like, I know this isn't the case for all of them, for sure, but are the retail boxes they're sending out just one of everything in this lot? Because that's weirdly how it worked out for me.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's... I, I guess... I mean, technically... And if they do a
1: Series 2 of that, I will buy them, despite what
0: I'm saying here. <laughs> t- here's, here's the thing with a blind box. if they If they... If they have the intent to try and get you to buy more than one box, I think that's gambling. Even if it's physical. If mm-hmm. it's like it's just like a fun one off thing, I don't know if I'd consider that gambling. You know? It's like a for me. Is it like, capsule
1: toy machine gambling?
0: Well, here, for example, a few months ago they had the Nintendo pop up store in my city in Japan, and a friend and I uh, went and they had these little you can get one of nine possible uh, Nintendo figures. And it's a little keychain.
1: And you got Chris Pratt?
0: <laughs> I actually got Charlie Day. Thank wow. you very much. I got much. Seth Rogen. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, me um, too. <laughs> no, actually, I like Seth Rogen. I, I would have been
1: disappointed, I, I but like there's Seth actually Rogen. a hole just, right through it. You can use it as a bong.
0: <laughs> it's pretty cool. I like Seth Rogen. I just don't know if I like him as Donkey Kong. <laughs> uh, agreed. Agreed. But anyway, so I get the keychain. What I consider that gambling. In some ways, I think maybe yes because the intent there is like, oh, I got this one, but I want to collect all nine. And there's a there's there's a chance there that you're like you're going to have to spend a lot of money to get all nine, right?
2: Yeah. Is that
0: not gambling? Well, I, in some way shape or form? I I know a lot yeah, of them.
2: There are also options to buy a full set. It's like you can buy blind boxes if there's one you want or a full set. That, I still think that's, that's kind of gross, but like, yeah, they they're give you providing the you the
0: opportunity. There's, there's, there's a again.
2: hard cap on you can't be this unlucky. Um, right. That, that was really what I was pondering
1: with those Final Fantasy 7 ones, was like, when I selected the option of like, I'm going to buy one full box of 10, was that me just like them acknowledging okay, you're buying all of them, you're not buying a chance at getting the one you want, you're buying all of them, or was that some insane coincidence?
0: Right, right. Um, I actually just noticed that uh, Gory ha- actually had a second part of their comment that they accidentally okay. hit enter on, so I want to read that really quickly before I forget. While I think loot boxes and things of that nature are gross, I think it's the responsibility of the parent to know what their kids are playing. Keep government out of gaming, please. That second part I agree with wholeheartedly. That's kind of
1: what we went with, Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah, I just think that also giving the parents at least one small tool to help with that isn't a bad thing, as long as it's not through the government. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, like we said earlier, if The industry needs agency. to
1: police itself, yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. So, yeah. We have uh, one more comment to read from Mr. Korn Space. He said, I personally talked a bit to Professor Layton, that's me, on, on this recently after the Halo closed beta over the past weekend. I hate games that have these loot box systems. It's a starter version of casinos. Also interesting take there. I also generally hate DLC content, though, so I may be considered biased. DLC should just be bundled together as a totally standalone separate game or bake it into the base with the release launch of the title it was founded off of. So Cornspace is just not a fan of DLC in general, and loot boxes he considers to be a lesser version of an actual casino and that's also an interesting take as well that's something we didn't discuss either yeah, maybe there are levels are to this what's that
1: no i was taking it as like a compliment i was just like yeah i don't agree with that i do not think casinos are better there's there's no they're, they're, they're lesser less fun. Ver- yeah um
2: yeah. <laughs> i mean i, I agree ish because again there's no reward for getting it your reward is something in game and that's how so many of these that's how they've gotten around it for so long. Like, oh, no, there's, there's not no, giving you a there's physical no monetary value. It's obviously not gambling, even though everything else about it, including the kind of like we said with the studies you were citing earlier, including the responses to it are identical
0: to gambling. Um, well, I mean, the the one thing I want to push back on that, Josh, is I think there is physical, actual monetary gain to be had. How many? Like in some cases, I don't yeah. know if you guys have heard about this recently, but selling like there are people with, selling their yeah. their full accounts mm-hmm. after they level up highly enough in Fortnite and get specific items or whatever yeah. online game. Oh, like people they can you, get that's been around for years, Items and then they can sell their accounts off, and then they're making money off of that. How is the, that? Not yes, but again, off they've the gotten
2: game? around that by making that against terms of service. Not like they're doing anything about it. Right. And a lot of those skin, cases, but
1: the skin trading market in csgo for example is like that was an unbelievable recess of people you know reselling weapon skins and stuff like that and i i know people personally who made a ton of money doing that
2: yeah yeah and um i had something to say about the other point but i've distracted myself um no that was my fault i interrupted no 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 that's fine um it'll come to me at some point um or not who How knows did have who to knows do a DLC Oh yeah the DLC part um I used to fall into that camp just because there were a few years there where DLC would instantly come out with the game and fuck that noise you made it you had a release it should be in the fucking game However there's an awful lot of stuff that comes out way after the fact and I'm fine putting extra money into it if it's like this was an afterthought. We thought to do this. I mean, um, the, to think, yeah, the game to think of any, well enough that we continue. Yeah, to yeah. Stuff it. that used to be like expansions. That is, why would we make an um, expansion? Let's just make it, a, you know, a downloadable thing. Yeah. Like, um, I, I
1: think back to Bioshock Infinite, actually. Like, I think Burial at Sea is better than the base game.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a really good example. Um, Moon Crash for Prey. It's a completely different game mode. It has barely anything to do with it. They could have made it standalone, but you'd still need the entire client, so like, I don't know. I can see see an argument for making it its own executable, but also... Uh,
1: Also, some people, some developers have done that. Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry Mm -hmm. um, was technically a DLC uh, for, I want to say, Assassin's Creed Rogue? Um it was it was for rogue or for black. I think it was, no, sorry, black flag. Um but you yeah. could buy it as a standalone executable.
2: Yeah, I think maybe there should be more options to do that. Like this is DLC or you can just buy it and it runs it's also this way but
1: hard to say how easy that is depending on how the game was built.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exact exactly. I think it's probably that may end up being even more work for them, but so I'm I'm not completely against DLC, but there is especially early on, there was an awful lot of stuff that was obviously just cut content that they were trying to get you to pay extra for
0: yeah yeah and like i think that was an issue and actually i think in some ways we've kind of just grown to accept it i don't think it ever went away well no it didn't it's just
1: no it it definitely still happens they call them
0: special
2: editions now instead of day one dlc Oh, well, so it's, it's well, the same thing. Are, like, it's just, it's, a, it's, it's been a complete rebranding thing of it, but it's identical. It's just, they've done a much better job of of
0: marketing Masking the it. exact same thing. Well, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, there are ways that they can, I, I wouldn't say get away with it. There are ways that they're doing it now as well, like, um, re-releasing some games, like, they released... For example, granted, this game came out before the system was out, but Death Stranding is an interesting example because it came out in twenty nineteen, and then the then the PS five and the Series X S came out, and they just released that director's cut, which is obviously a a noticeable leap in fidelity. But they also put some additional content in there. Mm -hmm. Did that content originally exist? That they just withheld it, having plans to do that. Who knows? I I don't think it necessarily falls under that camp of what you guys are talking about. Um, and I don't necessarily feel gross about it. And to be honest with you, I don't necessarily feel gross either about standard and special editions where special editions have more content. I don't feel gross about that. I, th- I look at something like the Lord of the Rings movies, the standard edition and the extended editions with all the additional content. You can still enjoy the, the movie without seeing that extended edition and all the additional yeah, content. Yeah, no, I can't.
1: It has more rocks.
0: How, but, how are you supposed to enjoy it if you don't have eight hours of footage
2: from the What A Workshop? <laughs> right but uh like i
1: do want to say ob- by the way shade obvi- i'm sorry i want to say specifically on the death training thing i wanted to get this out before we move that's on fair, that's that. fair. that's fair. no because i do want to give credit where credit is due like um for them kojima has specifically said in interviews that he is not happy that they're calling it a director's cut because he in his words i didn't cut anything we made all this after the game already launched
0: yeah, yeah, and that that's to his credit. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that, so thank you for clarifying that. Um no, the the one thing I want to say about the uh, the Lord of the Rings movies is yes, the standard versions are enjoyable. But how much more enjoyable are the extended editions? And you know, I'm cool with it because it's like I think know, it's a if case by case thing. You want to make more money yeah. and add a lot more content? That's fine. And like mm-hmm. I kind of feel that way with standard and um special editions of gaming. I prefer that much more than what I've been experiencing in Tales of Arise, like I described you guys earlier, yeah. where the game is constantly trying to get there's... me to buy downloadable content. Every mm-hmm. well, that's just I a can. Tales game. Yeah, I think I think a big part of that that I dislike.
2: Um, at the moment, though, and some something I'm not a huge fan of it, but like I like it better than the. I, I I'm not a big fan of the uh, special edition stuff unless there's an upgrade path to to get it. Um because a lot of those, like, special editions, like, you can't get it after the fact. Like, oh, we, we released it this way, it's only on a, di- like, not all of them, a lot of them you can still get after the fact, but most of the time, I end up liking a game and then wanting that content later. Um, and I think that's something that, like, Persona has done well with, like, their you know, a year later, they come out with an extra thing. It's like, it's we've got this much more stuff, and kind of, um, you can just buy a new thing which yeah they're you're it's essentially dlc and you're paying full price for it again which i don't like but also i'd like to give them more money if possible yeah like it's it's you know whether or not you like the game at that point because it's you know it's that much later it's you could sell the original game if you wanted Um, are you insane i mean (laughs) i've never done that but who knows yeah, so I've got so yeah, many no copies doubt. of Metal Gear games. Hell back yeah, you back, do. Back when they were used, they used to make so many different versions of them. So.
0: Right. Um. Yeah, it's it's yeah to yeah we we really got sidetracked, and that's perfectly okay. It was a very interesting <laughs> yeah other conversation there entirely, but yeah, I, at the end of the day, again, we're not offering necessarily hard concrete solutions. We have ideas of what we think would make this a better experience. Is it probably going to happen? I don't think so. I wish it would. I wish more people were talking about this, especially in the gaming industry, um, about how not necessarily just gross this behavior is, but also how nothing's being done. And I know gaming disorder is kind of considered a joke in some ways to a lot of people in a lot of circles, especially people who don't game or used to game and don't game anymore and it's like just put the fucking game down and go do something meaningful with your life and like I'm like I've bro heard, have you even played Mega Man like, 2 it's like awesome. watch sports I'm
2: like yeah, yeah sure like, sure my participate dude
0: participate in fantasy leagues okay mm-hmm. fucking butch but anyways um I wanted to leave <laughs> some aggression from my childhood I've never, I've never out. met a person named butch I don't believe they exist and then you didn't live in Montana my friend uh, most of them go because butch is I, just a bit much
1: and I count my blessings every day <laughs>
0: as you should but um i want to leave this topic with um one study that i was reading now granted we we i harped in this this whole topic about considering also people with mental health issues but i wanted to leave this in a different place so this study said according to video game addiction statistics as many as 12 percent of boys and seven percent of girls are addicted to gaming Some research shows even higher numbers. A study published this month in the journal *Addictive Behaviors*, and this was this was published uh, last year, by the way, Uh, or sorry, last few months, like a few months ago. Excuse me, I was mixing it up with another one. Anyways, a study published this month in the journal *Addictive Behaviors* found that among 3,000 students polled and talked to, 19% of males were classified as having gaming disorder versus 7.8% of females, and those numbers are likely to increase as the industry gains even more ground. In the United States, spending on video games grew 30% in the second quarter of 2020, to a record $11.6 billion. Worldwide gaming industry revenue is expected to reach $180 billion in 2021, with an estimated 2.5 billion people playing around the globe. That will mean even more kids addicted to video games like Fortnite, Minecraft, Fall Guys, and Animal Crossing, which are among the most popular games for teens. so I, I, this article is a little bit old. Actually, I know a lot of teens are kind of falling off of Fortnite, actually, and starting to move towards Apex Legends. That's been a big uh, move in the past few months, which is interesting. But anyways, the point still stands here. That A, we shouldn't have the government involved. I agree with that. But B, we need to start looking at how we're labeling these games because we're setting this precedent for the younger generations who are coming up. Mm-hmm. and we are, in effect, by doing nothing, possibly breeding a whole host of mental health disorders and issues, and if we're going to be advocating that society as a whole wants to start taking this more seriously, then this is one of the issues that I firmly believe, and I believe that Josh and Rich also agree to some capacity, we need to start taking this more seriously. Um, I, I don't mean to... like be a PSA here, and I don't mean to lecture anybody here. I'm saying that I'm concerned. Um, being a teacher, having a lot of wonderful students that I get to see every day and every week, I'm concerned for them. I'm concerned concerned for my friend's children, um, my family's children, my relative's children is probably the better way I should have said that. I'm just concerned. And I, I I'm very, very much wanting to be an advocate for mental health and i think this is one of the things that we in the community and in this culture need to start looking at and taking more seriously and that was the whole point of this topic so yeah uh we'll leave it there um if you have any when (laughs) if you have any you know final thoughts um either you guys um i'll give you the floor now if not I will simply say that basically if you, the listener, have some conflicting thoughts, if you want to talk about this, if you want to tell me I'm trying to cancel people again or some shit, um, you can get at us at (laughs) swordchomp at gmail.com. You can comment um, on the show when it goes live. Um, You can comment on the posts when we put it on social media. So uh, feel free to have an open dialogue with this. This isn't like we're just dropping this on people and leaving it as it is. I want it to be an open dialogue, so if people want to talk about this more after the show goes up, hit us up. But anyways, floor is your guys' if you guys have any final thoughts on this. Filibuster. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll we'll stop the topic there, and we will actually go on break. Uh, This has been a, a longer topic, actually, which is exactly what I expected it to be. So we're going to go top up and do all that fun jazz that people do on breaks. We will be right back with some gaming talk. Do not go anywhere. Hey there. Welcome. If you found this, you must be listening to the Chompcast. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. I know you're wondering...
1: Hey, Shay, tell them about the other podcast.
0: Yes, I know you're wondering, what else could I listen to? Don't
1: forget the other podcast.
0: What else could I possibly listen to from from these guys? Shut the fuck up. I'm about to tell them. As I was saying, if you want more content from us and you want to hear us talk more about video games, head over to SwordChomp.com, where you can check out our other podcasts, such as chomping after dark, a spoiler cast that deep dives on various games and movies and Evoking the Sublime, where Shay breaks down the history and creation of a video game, often paired with interviews from various developers. Thank you, and enjoy. We are back from our break. Thank you so much for waiting for us. Woo! That was a doozy of a topic, but we're going to talk about some games now. Um, Lighten the mood a little bit now, and... You know, take off our wigs, the ones that all of us wear, like we wear with our masks. I don't know what I'm trying to do here. No
1: one knows. We're letting you flounder a little.
0: Thank you. I deserve that one. I deserve. I deserve to flounder on that one. Thank you. Uh, We're going to talk about Kenna. Uh, Rich and Josh have been playing that game. Got a lot. I believe Rich got a lot more time into that game. Josh has not had a lot of time since then, but we're going to listen to them. Hear what they have to say about Kenna
3: yeah
1: um so kenna bridge of spirits i i'm playing on ps5 it's out on pc epic um and ps5 right now i put about five hours in so i'm like roughly halfway is my understanding okay um josh i don't know have you how much time have you put into that
2: three hours
1: okay Around um then? so yeah like to kind of without spoiling like put it in perspective for you that first sort of spirit you are attempting to quote unquote guide, mm-hmm. um, is I, I have done. I have fought that boss, um, and sort of cleared that area of the forest of all its rot. Uh, but yeah, like to kind of expand upon what Josh talked about this game a little bit uh, last week. Ember Labs, the studio that was more known for like character animation stuff, that shows immediately. Um, this game is fucking gorgeous. Um like really holds a candle to Pixar-esque stuff and like it's like if people from Pixar were making a video game.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I have seen a lot of comparisons to people calling it like it's a great PS2 game. And while I sort of get what they mean, I feel like that's selling kinda a little bit short. Uh, because yeah, it, it has those qualities of that sort of I guess almost B game we don't really see a ton of anymore which is this very accessible, very simple, like, action platformer. Yeah. But I think it's doing everything it does really well. And if you're willing to, like, notch it up, that combat can get pretty challenging. Yeah. Um, yeah. In ways I did not expect.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was kind of... That's kind of what I was saying last week, that just on, on the higher difficulties, it, it feels good. It's really mm-hmm. satisfying combat.
1: They really reward the, that counter system. Mm-hmm. I, I do think it could benefit a little bit from especially in some of those timed combat trials um from a a proper lock-on that's sort of one thing i found myself missing um but beyond that like there's a fun element of customizability i've got maybe close to 40 of those little the little fellows that follow you around pikmin style are they're called rot which i don't understand how they okayed that name it seems insane to me that they refer to them as rot Mm -hmm. um They're goddamn adorable, and you can unlock them little hats, and you can go in on, like, a micro level and, okay, I want, like, three of them to have the mushroom, and four of them have the little deer antlers, and this one has the little wolf mask on. Yep. And they're always following you around, and they're just adorable as hell. And as you expand out the... There's a very small skill tree. I think there's a total of, like, five skills on it, all with, like, four notches at most. Yes. Um, they start ingraining themselves a bit more in combat and stuff like that. Like, I got an ability called Rot Hammer where you can uh, charge up your normal charged attack and sort of make, like, a missile out of them and fire them at people. Uh, game feels good. It looks good. It's it's a very bare-bones accessible story, but one I think they're telling well. And, um... Yes. It's it, it just, yeah, th- that PS2 point I get, but I think how polished this thing is, I think you're selling it short if you just be like, it's a great PS2... Ask yeah
2: no i think the
1: the part of that that there's a level of truth to it in the sense that we don't really get games like this that much anymore it, like i
2: think the bare bones thing is kind of what you were is, is where it feels like that the most is like yeah there's there's not extra fluff and we're so used to fluff at this point that it's weird seeing a game that doesn't have all the extra junk as well it's
1: refreshing like yeah. it, it's making me play it in big spurts because like a nice little tower adventure in this world it, it's appealing as hell to just kind of mm-hmm. go out and carve through and get these collectibles um all the the combat elements like you were saying feel great i didn't even spoiler i guess i didn't know there would be a bow in this that feels really fun to mix in with the combat
3: mm-hmm. uh
1: and playing it in with hdr on on my ps5 on my tv there's some sections, Josh, I'm sure you've seen at least one of these, where you enter a section of the forest and it all of a sudden goes like completely black and you'll be walking through like thunderstorms and stuff. Yeah. Those lighting effects are some of the it's most gorgeous. amazing shit I've seen in a re- game recently. Like that shit looks great.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it is legitimately next gen. Like it's, it's so weird because, like I said, there's so much. I think the art it style feels... lends
1: itself well to that for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's there's so much that kind of feels old school about it, and there's so much that is just absolutely
1: Visually it is it yeah. is next gen. Like this mm-hmm. actually does feel like stuff like this comes to mind when you think about like what's gonna be like a memorable quote unquote launch title for the PS five. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be like, Oh, remember how pretty fucking Keno was when it first launched. Yeah. Um, yeah. weird point of contention for me. <laughs> I'm not sure how you're supposed to pronounce it, because I'm pretty sure I've heard different characters pronounce it differently. Uh, those two little kids, I, maybe I'm conflating it, but I'm pretty sure I heard one of them say Kenna and one of them say Kina.
2: Possibly. Uh, most of the other people that talk to her, I think, uh, she calls herself Kenna almost every time she says it. So one I kind mean, of the, I kinda assume I that's as last close night. as canon would get since. One of the, the kids
1: yeah. refers to her as Kina. And I'm like, so it's Kina then? Kina Bridges Spirits?
2: Yeah. I don't know. I generally go by how they say it themselves. Not that that, you know, whatever. Holds any real bearing? Yes, but yeah, other characters, it's, it's said in a variety of ways, and again, who knows which voice actor got it exactly right the way they were intending? Yeah. Um, All the voice
1: acting, by the way, is is pretty solid. I think every, everybody who so far who I've encountered is putting on a, a decent performance.
2: Yeah, no, they're pretty good. There are um, there's there's something I. I the kids felt weird at the beginning and i think that's kind of like we mentioned before about how quickly they get story beats across
1: there's not a lot of context at the beginning yes. either i think that's a part of it like it's very un there's a certain thing that's revealed very quickly about the nature of these kids that mm-hmm. i thought was very unclear to me at first
2: yeah yeah the, the at the beginning i'm like okay that's that's a choice for the voice acting but then like i don't know like three or four other scenes with them later I'm like oh no no I I like I get it now like it, it works yeah. but it like right off the bat it w- it felt a little different um
1: there's even some contention to a point like I don't know if you've met uh Rusu yet mm-hmm. but I uh, I'm literally kind of still even 5 hours in I'm like is Rusu a ghost I'm not sure
2: <laughs> yeah Cool,
1: but yeah, I'm I'm going to see this through the end. Uh, I will more most definitely type words about it for the website when I am done, because uh, I've already taken a lot of notes. Because I think, I think this is a very cool game. It is uh, $40 uh, on PSN on the Epic Store right now. I do believe the uh, the developer has voiced interest in getting it to other platforms. So,
0: cool. Hopefully, it gets mm-hmm. there. Yeah, but there you go, Kenna in a nutshell there you have it next we're going to talk about this indie darling that i've been really excited for for the past few months and i know you guys both have eastward
1: i have words on the (laughs) website about eastward a lot of them
0: yes you do uh you in fact said this was probably one of the longer reviews you've written in quite some time yes
1: it is, yeah, one of the ones where I found the least room to, to trim stuff out of. I do tend to trim the fat in a lot of my reviews because nobody wants to read fucking three pages that I have to write about a video game. I get that. Mm. Um, and I didn't find quite as much to trim here because there was a lot I felt was important to discuss and a lot of fun things I want to say about this game. This Not not perfect. Again, I know I've, I finished it at about 22-ish hours. Um I don't know how much time either of you have put in like my one real knock on Eastward is that I feel like the pacing is a little weird in spots.
0: Cool, starting with the negative. I always think that's mm-hmm. a great plan. Yeah, you can, no, you can get no, it out it, first. No, it, it there's
2: Yes, I I I agree with you on that because it does some weird like oh, it's open. You can do whatever, whatever railroads you through the next story bit sort of stuff and sometimes that that's hard to get right. Um, it's tough like and the problem is like when I say the
1: pacing is weird I mean there are some really long spurts of like you're just getting a lot of story and a lot of dialogue and it would be cool if there was a little bit more action thrown in those segments mm -hmm. but at the same time I wasn't putting it down because all the story stuff they were showing me was really interesting
0: yeah yeah Yeah. Um, but yeah no no, I, I see that Let's hop back and tell people what Eastward is before we. Oh (laughs) yeah, we really, we didn't really do that. So Eastward is an indie action adventure role playing game, uh, developed by Pixpill and published by Chucklefish. Um, Hopefully, some of you out there recognize what who or what Chucklefish is. But anyways, um, the plot basically follows around Sam, an orphaned child, or presumably an orphan child, and John, the person who took her in. John is a digger um the duo live in an underground mining community and there's there's a little bit of history there i know we've talked about it last week but just in case you didn't hear last week's episode that's the game yeah so um mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah heavy earthbound and uh top-down zelda influence in a lot of this game earthbound really earthbound slash mother in like all of its writing and world building um yeah. And then a lot of Zelda esque action, which I think I think it handles both those things really, really well.
0: Um, yeah, I was surprised that like I didn't know. The only thing I really knew about this game was what it looks like, and which is very, fucking amazing. Like it looks super charming. Um, I love the 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 pixelation and the art of it. Very awesome. That's all I knew, and I was like, okay, I, I want to play that. When a game is pixelated in the right way. I'm all on board. It's no. those big
1: sprites. It's that big too. blocky sprites do it for me.
0: Yeah. I yes. love that. Yes, very much so. So that's all I knew about the game and coming into it. Uh, the story is interesting right off the bat. You're kind of living you as the main character, John and Sam, both of them. You're kind of living in this rundown community of people. Like these people are living in mining trailers, living underground, and they, they have kind of like this meager existence, but this one that most of them have accepted slash are optimistic about, not everybody. Um, and I was joking around with Rich about this. There are some definite assholes in this community, and like, they go out of their way to be assholes. And I was like, I messaged the group, and I was like, is everybody an asshole it's, in this game? What the fuck? You know, like, I'm cro- surrounded by assholes.
1: assholes. It's-
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, and then you realize, well, they are living underground, and they never get sunshine so maybe a little understandable it, but, it's
1: and um, i think josh pointed out to you it's really meant as a a point of comparison later uh to when you start going to other places and it's like such a flip of like the world is not the way i thought
0: it was right um yeah, yeah without and getting thematically too on that. that's thematically yeah. that's what they're doing there which makes perfect sense um i haven't gotten to that point yet unfortunately but um i'm working on it anyways the combat i was surprised at how good it felt i didn't even know that that's how the game was going to play i you know to me at first when i was first playing it seemed very story driven and i thought that's how it was going to be and i was okay with that Uh, i thought it was going to be more about adventure exploration and story driven but Mm -hmm. then you get to the combat section i was like wow this actually feels pretty good um it's pretty fluid it's fun I, i was very pleasantly surprised by the combat um I'm gonna tell you right now that I am obsessed with the soundtrack to this game. Mm, I know that you had, you had I, talked yeah, about oh it last God. week. I I know that. I even though I had the the um the what am I what's the word I'm looking for?
1: It's chiptunes junk food. It's well, so that, good. That's
0: that's not the word I was looking for. But it's uh, yes, yeah, absolutely no. that. I mm. you, you kind of gave me a um a window. I forgetting words right now. Door.
2: it's like the windows but you know
0: the one the the walk but longer it goes all the way to the bottom you gave me like a the information ahead of time like a preview yes Mm. you gave me a preview of how did i forget the word preview you gave me a preview of what it was going to be but still um actually experiencing it exceeded my expectations the soundtrack Mm -hmm. to this game is very well done especially if you like chiptune music i love a lot of the melodies there's one melody I can't remember which one it was now. Um, for like two days afterwards, I was just humming it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Super catchy music. It's Wonderful.
1: it's so goddamn good. Like, this is undoubtedly, like, I, I, I can say it now absolutely comfortably because, you know, we're weirdly almost there anyway. Like, this is going to come up in soundtracks at the end of the year for Game of the Year stuff without it. Beyond,
0: without a shadow of a doubt yeah we actually got to sit down and talk about game of the year stuff but um <sighs> I'm yeah busy. yeah like the soundtrack was impressive the combat surprised me the story has been awesome and interesting um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say what josh said privately about the story well he did say it last week actually uh, <laughs> so i mean it's kind of a spoiler i'm not gonna repeat it but
1: oh what about what it, I, I even mentioned that in my review for the record i don't think <laughs> i don't think it's that big of a spoiler if it's the anime thing
0: Yeah, yeah, yes, it's the anime thing, but, um, yeah, this game has been really delightful so far, I have really enjoyed my time, I'm not that far into it, I'm in chapter one right now, um, because I I put a lot of time into another game we're going to be talking about a little bit earlier in the week, and I was like, I need to at least play this game a little bit to experience it. I really like the relationship that the two have, and I like some of the themes that they're building early on, um... One particular sequence I really liked, and this is very early in the game, so it's not a major spoiler or anything like that. Uh, Sam eventually gets allowed to go to the the school that exists in this community. She isn't allowed to at first, and then through very hilarious means is finally allowed to go to school. And as she walks onto the campus to go to school, there is this group of three students headed by one of the three. She is the daughter of the mayor, is bullying another student and the principal is staring and not doing anything about it and it obviously sets up some thematic elements there that I think are you know it's not the first time they've ever been explored but they're interesting and compelling and I'm liking where it's going so far so
1: Mm -hmm. um you mentioned that kid being bullied Daniel in a sense and Josh will have more of an idea of what I'm talking about Daniel is one of my favorite characters in this game they do some weird shit (laughs)
0: cool Um, i'm excited to see more of what who or what that character is but yeah i i really like a lot of the stuff they're setting up so it's it's a lot of fun it's a very cute whimsical game that clearly is going to has a whole other game in it yeah that was yeah has a whole other game in it as well but um deals with some also heavier thematic elements in a charming way and so i'm excited to play it more there
1: yeah uh, that script is is phenomenal because, for one, it establishes a lot of stuff for you and lets you just kind of assume certain things about the world in ways I really like. Um, I didn't want to get too spoiler-heavy in, in reviewing or anything like that, so I didn't really mention this, but I'll note it without mentioning who the character is. W- one of my favorite bits is there's a character you meet sort of maybe close to midway through the game who is very much like a caricature of like a sort of villain type you would expect in a lot of other games and that is not who that character ends up being at all in a way that is kind of awesome.
0: <laughs> cool. Cool, yeah, I like that. It seems like there's, there's some clever writing going on here, um, even just early on, and you can see it, uh, mm-hmm. just in the dialogue that characters are having with each other. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm loving it so far. I've been th- I haven't been able to play it the past few days. I've been super busy. Um, but, yeah, I got I've just been sick thinking during about the wanting week. to get back to that game the past few days.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I got sick during the week, and thankfully was able to power through like the back half of it because I was, I was coughing up a storm and was not going to work for that reason. But I'm sure shit was playing eastward.
0: Yeah, Yeah, like I, I got my second dose earlier this week, and um, I had a day off for that because I had to take the day off to go get the second dose, and then also the day after I decided to take off just in case I felt any side effects. I was very fortunate; I didn't have many side effects i still had some and i wanted to just err on the side of caution there just in case mm-hmm. but i got a lot of gaming done and that's where i ended up playing um some eastward so yeah but, i can't wait right. to
1: yeah here here are you guys as you have more of an opportunity um as yes. i've told you i've actually already written it so we will no doubt end up doing a chomping after dark oh for you already wrote the chomping after dark. i Street. wrote it i wrote it as i was going
0: that's right that's right cool yeah i'm excited to do that as as well we yeah we have some exciting chomping after darks on the horizon but eastward we'll talk about it more josh and i um we'll mention more later as we get further into it now the guys uh not the guys josh not josh jesus christ jesus (laughs) man let me let me get my brain focused here really quick i'm just all over the place rich played sable yeah rich rich meister played Sable. It's me he's the one who played it it's me yeah it's you Tell us about it.
1: So, Sable is a strand game. <laughs> um, is for what those I tell who
0: don't know what a strand game is.
1: Uh, Death Stranding, you know the the chart topper created the the <laughs> the genre of strand game. Um, I, well, I jokingly, what does that mean?
0: What does that mean? Uh, no, that?
1: One know, no one knows. No one knows. I jokingly say that because it is a game about being a delivery driver. Oh, okay, um, so That's yeah. that's
0: that's the information I needed. Yeah.
1: Okay, so Sable is, uh, it's on Game Pass, I should say, to start. Um, i played about two hours of it so far. This game is just a trip to see in motion. Uh, like, talking about how gorgeous things are, the art style of Sable is hand-drawn, but, like, very distinct. It's got a cell shading to it, and the whole gimmick is, like, very thick lines. Um, so it's, like, quite noticeably, like, drawn on paper. Um, and there is a... It looks
2: like Mobius sci-fi paintings.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect description. Um, and there is some some hitchy stuff going on with the frame rate in the sense that that's purposeful, where it almost looks like a stop-motion animation at times. Um, but the main crux of it is you are, uh, this character, Sable who is part of this nomadic tribe of desert-dwelling people, and you are going on your... You are a glider now. You're going on your gliding, uh, which means you are going to get on this speeder bike and travel across the desert and deliver packages as part of what you have to do to other tribes and sort of find your place in the world. Um, it's... Interestingly enough, one of the things I really do like about the writing so far is that... Um, It gives you a really deep insight into what your character is thinking. Like, as dialogue is happening, you get some very specific and long, like, internal dialogues about like what is going through the character's head as they're talking to these people and like how they feel about that person and are reflecting on their, you know, existence in this world. Hmm. Um In terms of the gameplay, a big hook of it is obviously you're driving the speeder bike across the desert and delivering packages or doing other quests. There's also a lot of Breath of the Wild DNA in here. Um, and what I mean by that is, yeah, you can climb anything and you have a stamina meter like that. Um, one of the first abilities you get early on is this sort of bubble that you envelop yourself in to just glide. Um, so there are, there are some bigger platforming elements, but like, I don't think I've really seen, as I was talking about, the art style is just crazy. And there's a day and night cycle and nothing quite more satisfying than watching the sunrise in this map and just seeing the light and the shadows, like, cast over you, like, it's just really cool to look at. Um, mm. I, I haven't put really enough time in it to speak, like, how the experience is all the way through, but just for those visuals and, like, the somber sort of, again, almost Breath of the Wild-inspired use of soundtrack, of, like, minimal soundtrack, um, it's nailing all that stuff really well. The bike feels, I should note, <laughs> For the first hour or so, you were given a bike uh, to drive around that is a clunky piece of shit, purposefully, while you get parts to build your own bike before you leave your tribe. Um, And I was like, oh, I really hope it doesn't feel... like this the whole game and it, it doesn't yeah. it's you're you're it's literally billowing smoke out of the back the whole time you're driving it and the <laughs> mechanic who lends it to you when you get back with it the first time he's like uh you feeling okay and you're like yeah i didn't burst into flames or anything and you're like wait what what was that was there a chance that would happen
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like yes yes um well that's
1: not the point the point is you're
0: fine it's like, oh question about you're the back game. is there a are there monster advertisements in the game
1: no, there aren't which is, you know, I have to knock it for that unfortunately. Um, there's also no uh, mm. advertisements for Ride Norman Reedus's show where he drives a motorcycle.
2: Damn. What about I'm curious I about that. Are those Not that are, are those are those still in the director's cut? They
1: are. They are. Despite mm. the fact that I don't think that's a show anymore.
2: That's what I was curious about cuz I didn't think it was, but Anyway. Yeah. Would have been more effort yeah. to remove them, I guess, but
1: it but yeah like so far the the moving about and there's not a ton of like package balancing or anything weird like that like the death stranding comparison was a joke but i i granted i would be happy if this felt like that middle fun part of death stranding but (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh the strand game thing was more of a joke but uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna keep plugging away at this because it's kind of relaxing if i'm being honest like it is a cool game to just Vibe with, and it's pretty as hell to look at. It just, especially like I said, watching that sunrise, it just pops like in in an unbelievable way.
0: Hey, hmm. just a heads up. Um, what should call it? Ride with Norman Reedus is still technically a show.
1: Oh, okay, oh. I didn't know. I just I feel like it dropped off the face of the earth. Maybe I was only aware of it when I was being because Death of Death
2: Stranding. Yeah, yeah. Like so, it's, it's literally, so it worked. The most it's ever been talked about was
0: as an advertisement in Death Stranding.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, yeah,
0: that's. The, I was actually curious about that to begin with. I was like, wait, why does he know that that show ended? Like, I don't think he's a secret fan of Norman Reedus.
1: I just haven't heard anything about it. So, and it's a show that's weird and fringe enough that you could kind of assume be like, that can't go on for a long time. Like, they yeah. do a season or two of that and be like, okay, that's over.
0: Yeah, that's like Dominic Monaghan's uh, wildlife show that he did for a few seasons. It's kind of same concept there. Like, yeah. you're gonna run out of steam at some point. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah okay well i just very briefly wanted to mention tales of arise um that's the other game that i played this week when i had my time off i spent some time more time in that game i got through and beat the second lord in that game i won't i won't i'll be spoiler free on this i am really enjoying the way that the world plot is developing and how it's kind of coming out I like a lot of the environmental storytelling of, or not environmental storytelling, that's not the right way to say it. Like the, the storytelling that's happening, happening outside of the main characters, more so than okay. what's happening directly to the main characters. Because what one thing I've noticed with whenever I play anime-style games is that characters very much stay who they are until there's like the big change that always happens. And I feel like this is very consistent. It's it's not like a, re, uh, a relearning of who you are, which some games do that, or a slow revelation of becoming somebody else. With anime games, I've noticed it's like, I'm the same person, I'm the same person, I'm the same person. Oh, something tragic or major happens, I completely change right then and there. That's been my experience. Not saying that is true of every anime style game or anything like that but that's what i'm experiencing so far with this game is the characters are very much being who they are and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but i'm enjoying more of what's happening in these areas that you're going to as your party
1: learning so, about the world
0: yes yes learning about the world and more so how the characters are influencing that world than the characters themselves not that they characters aren't compelling i'm i think the characters are fun and interesting and i actually really like them i picked up a fourth playable character after finishing that section so i like i've i really enjoyed um just where, where the plot's going so far it's been really fun and interesting and just it's 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 kind of adorable when you clear an area out how the character's the NPCs react when you are doing these things. So after I beat the second Lord and then everyone's like, Oh, thank you so much for doing this. And then you're just kind of walking around the streets. There are these cute things that are happening about like people getting their lives back in some way. There's this one, uh, pair of children in the city, in the second area who were continuing to sell bread as their dad went off somewhere to deal like to deal with the situation or he was taken uh prisoner because of a situation that's happening there and this i I guess is a spoiler um he returns no and he's like crying he's like i'm so happy my children continued my business and you know they kept everything going and the children are Thank just, goodness, like, Thank goodness we don't have labor They're like, "Yeah, Dad's returned, but we got this awesome bread. We got to get off the shelves. Let's go, like buy some bread." And it was just such a cute, cool interaction. And I really like the writing for that reason that it they ha- handle like the melodrama with sincerity and comedy and just innocence all wrapped into it. I think it's awesome. As that's
1: that's lovely. But if I was writing that scene it would have ended with the kids being like, whoa, old man, you don't own this business anymore. We had you declared legally dead. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, as it should be. But no, I, I really am enjoying it. And um, it's like I said last week, it's one of those games that I'm going to chip away at slowly. I still feel pretty strongly about that. I'm not, it's not a game that I feel like I need to get it all done. I, I, it's kind of like back when TV used to be primarily episodic or oh, the new Ted Lasso episode. I need to watch that. I forgot yeah, I need to watch came. that as well.
1: <laughs> it, it it sounds it sounds to me Shay like you're treating it uh kind of like I'm doing with lost judgment at the moment which which is why I'm not really going to talk about it this week cuz I don't have anything major new to add. Yeah. Um I I'm letting Ray tackle the review for the site on that one so I'm like I'm going to enjoy this in small I like this game so much. I'm just going to, you know, chip away at it and take my time with it yeah. and that's, enjoy it.
0: That's another thing too and it's it's a topic that we have kind of backlogged that I want to talk about in more detail in the future is like doing doing what we do a lot of times we kind of I, I feel sometimes like I got to rush to finish a game especially with other games coming out or other games having come out and wanting to get caught up that sometimes I feel like I don't just get to sit down and slowly enjoy a game like I used to do when I was a child like I would play Final Fantasy for a few hours and be like okay I'll come back to that I'll remember the story I want to experience something else whether it's going playing another game or going out and riding feels less
1: like recreation at times yeah
0: yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm actually doing that with this game where I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna enjoy it when I'm ready to enjoy it, when I want to enjoy it. Like, I, I the review will get done when the review gets done, you know, kind of thing mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. this particular game. And uh, I'm really enjoying playing it in that way. So, awesome, yeah. cool. Anyways, that's that's enough about that. Just very briefly mentioned, kind of what I've been doing, and I wanted to mention a few highlights of the game that I I had felt over the past week or so, but uh. Last game we're going to talk about is Kiwi, a game that both Rich and Josh have played together. They streamed together. I have no, no idea what this game is. So, Josh,
1: tell him about the birds. Mm.
0: Oh, it's a strand game. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, I, I mean, if
1: we're talking, if it's about delivering things, it's technically a strand game. Anyway,
2: um, no, this is this is a like single screen co-op game, kind of in the vein of um, Overcooked where okay. you are playing as two little kiwi birds who are helping to deliver the mail because... They, For the Swedish they, chef's they, they, uncle. Yeah, they, they're they having a hard time finding uh, people to fill all these random, you know, small outposts. in the. Uh,
1: so they've resorted to birds and octopi.
2: Yes, yes. So uh, anyway, you're playing as these kiwi to do just random odd... You know, odd jobs, getting getting the mail together, getting performing the uh, you know postal service anthem in the morning. Um, it's deciphering codes. Yes, it's it's very. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I like. I'm not. Um, we got a few hours in the other the other day, and it, there are certain.
1: Uh, that code deciphering one had me being like, I don't know if I like this, <laughs> but like all the other ones, I, I want to say up front because I think it's important to get about. It starts in a great way, which is by having the part of Skatebird that was cool, where you customize a bird. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty neat. And you kind of keep, you
2: keep getting more of that as you go. Like you, uh, um... One thing that I'm I'm kind of liking so far is that as you do these odd jobs, you get paid with, they're essentially like you know arcade tickets, like skee ball tickets for your yeah. job, and then you can unlock little customizable things. Like you, you want a new hat, you can you can get a new hat with your little skee ball tickets or a it pair of sunglasses. It didn't occur to me until um, later,
1: Josh. I think they're supposed to be
2: stamps. No, no, they are, but like the way they're okay, doled yeah. out, like, like it very w- much,
1: yeah because it's not i mean i guess if you get them from a stamp machine sometimes that is how stamps are printed Mm -hmm. but it
2: just didn't strike me as that initially yeah no i i like i'm i'm sure that i'm sure that it was a you know originally stamps or whatever and then like as they realized how it looked printing out they added more and more sound effects and lighting Mm -hmm. to make it feel like you just you know but yeah i mean
1: that post office premise is what sets up like some of the more basic ones. But then like, it's a reach to some of the weird like game types. Like there's one where you have to perform a live recording of the post office national Anthem mm-hmm. <laughs> in the morning. And it's a, it's a literal like guitar hero rhythm game where each of you is manning th- like a bell, a drum and a, and a like tuba. Yeah. And you have to get the music correctly in timing. Um, There's one where you're basically sending ransom letters to people. Uh, You have to take printed out (laughs) words and stamp them on a paper to make a message Mm -hmm. um, to send out over the telegram lines. It's got some funny little weird games in it.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's really charming. Again, like you're you're playing these two little Kiwi that are just... It's it's a fun... It's a really good fun co-op game. Um, They've got a sort of uh, time-based thing sort of like um in order to make the challenge you know still there for people who are yeah like a gold gaming silver like overcooked or whatever. whatever yeah you have um like an overcooked it was how many orders you could get out or whatever and this was kind of the opposite like you've got four things to get done or how fast can four, you get them or, or done? more depending, like as it goes on but like how fast can you get these packages out and then so there's there's a reason to go back and replay stuff, and they also have a a neat collectible thing, um, where um, you've got like a little your little house under uh, under one of the desks, um, where you've got all your you know all your stuff and whatnot, and your uh, knickknacks you find. Yeah, your level. knickknacks, and they've got like hints about where you can find your certain patty things. Wax. Yeah, yeah, and you can you can. Like Rich and I were like, okay, like let's, let's. There's one of the hints there. We we recognize the level this is from, so we went and, and we tracked found it down pretty quick. Yeah, and it had like a weird like it, it was like it was more involved. Like there's there's the the hint about where to, which level to find it in, and then once we found it, it there's was a like, puzzle to solve. Yeah, there's a puzzle to solve along with it, which is a neat way to handle a little you know just fun collectible like that. Um,
0: yeah yes i almost i almost broke you josh like you always try to break me i almost mm-hmm. got you almost very much it, it, it. anyway what was uh, i saying you you were saying that you could give get i got distracted uh... no we would
1: we'd would never say that
0: <laughs> um <laughs> yeah
1: no that's we'll probably end up playing more of that at some point it's it's neat um we're using the uh I feel like this is always worth mentioning. Uh, Josh had picked up the game. I had not. We were using the Steam Play Together function, which lets you play, like, local co-op games remotely over Steam. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had some moments of hinkiness, but it it was working 98%
2: of the time. Yeah, it worked for basically everything uh, except, like, the latency for the rhythm game was not
1: And we were still getting, like, silver on it. We just couldn't quite get to gold because of the
2: latency. Mm, Or that's what we're going to continue to blame. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We totally would have nailed it if it weren't for the latency. Stupid latency. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Freaking latency.
2: Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I've I, I've always liked these sort of uh, um, single screen co op games. Like I love Overcooked. It's one of my favorite games ever. Um, what was it? there was one at the beginning of this year. Or maybe the about moving stuff it was something packed oh uh um, yeah fuck can't remember the name of it but that was also fun that one Mo- was is it, isn't it moving out it was moving out moving out that one's great that one i felt was harder for to to like have a non gamer join you and play with cuz a lot of the challenges were way more physicsy in a way that like okay you get we've played enough games with wonky physics at this point to kind of like okay like i i can understand what they're going for here but Was an anyway, this is completely unrelated, but yeah. In in moving out, I felt like that was harder to get a non gamer into. Um, it's something just to pick up and play, but
1: there are elements of this, like, there are certain, I I guess, calling them game type mission types Mm -hmm. in this that I think are decidedly like more difficult to grasp than others. And that's less of like pure, this is hard, and more of like, I don't think this is really that finely tuned, and it's definitely not the most fun thing to
2: do in this game. Yeah, I think all of them work once you know how they work, but a few of them, like once you first see them, uh, it's not inherently obvious. It's dense. It, like, it's, 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 it is kind of a tough learning curve to, to figure out what they're going for. Um, but then once you get it, you get it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But, cool. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's our gaming section. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Hopefully, you find a gem or two out of that to play and check out. We're going to take another quick break and we're going to head right back. We're going to do the pastry. The pastry? We're going the to do the pastry, I pastries. Oh, I, that's a new dance move that I'm wearing. Give me the pastries. But anyway, so we're going to do the Patreon <laughs> poll of the week and then we'll do the social media polls. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: X ray, X
1: ray, on about it. At store.swordjump.com!
2: You there, boy! What news?
3: News, sir!
1: New graphic designs over at store.swordjump.com!
2: New graphic designs at store.swordjump.com.
1: That's right, sir!
2: My god!
1: You can get all the designs you want on t shirts, masks, hoodies, even phone cases.
2: They've done it. Those Swordchomp boys have brought Christmas early.
1: Aye, sir. This surely will be the best Christmas yet if you navigate over to store.swordchomp.com right now.
2: God bless you, son.
3: God bless us, everyone!
0: are back we're gonna do our patreon poll of the week if you want to be interested in that you can learn how at the end of the show so stay tuned for that but here was the question i posed to the patrons moral quandary you are able to make your favorite game the most famous game of all time but you can never play it again or you are able to green light one sequel of your choosing but the sequel is average which do you choose and this was split right down the middle at 50-50 half said favorite game half said average sequel
1: that's insane hmm. the favorite game thing as a cho- that's literally insane to me i don't give a shit what you idiots think of my favorite game <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. And understandable, I guess. But um yeah. we actually got a I think we got one yeah, we got one comment hmm. on it. Um a Buddy Kilted Gamer said, easy choice, favorite game. For two reasons. One, if it becomes insanely popular, it will get sequels or spin offs. Kind of uh fucked my logic there on that one, but he's absolutely right. And two, I played my favorite game so much. At this point, that not playing it again is okay. Any thoughts? Yeah, I still, I th- I still think logic it's the other one.
3: one.
1: I don't think he, he there's a, no logic there, but I still think that's insane.
0: Fair enough. I honestly think I would go with... Um, I had a choice between the two. I think I'd pick the sequel, actually, even though yeah, it's average, same. because I didn't say, like, you have to pick a game you like to get an average sequel, so I could pick a really mm-hmm. shitty game, and it gets an average something sequel. Something that had promise. Like, something well, that is a step up already. Y- yes. Like, yeah.
1: I-, I would pick something that has blundered sequels already so I can get it. Mm-hmm. I would want Ape Escape 4.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there, <laughs> there you, you go. go. There you go. Yeah. I. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be a bad game that you make the sequel to. And
1: then but. you get to have that conversation like, hey man, you play Ape Escape 4? And you're like, yeah, it was alright! <laughs>
0: Or we could get uh, Red Dead 3 and get a decent sequel. I'm just kidding, I actually really like the game. Boom!
1: The got him!
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I just want to make you guys laugh. Pick, I knew you two would laugh. That's the only reason why I said Pick
1: something weird, but like, you guys play the new Bubsy game? It's, it's just okay! What about the
0: Jumping Flash
1: 3? Jumping Flash is a fucking treasure.
0: It is, <laughs> both of them are wonderful games, and I love them. We should, uh... Someday in the future, which is redundant, um, we, should, we, should, yeah, it is. we should stream Jumping Flash and play it on stream. I love those games. I,
1: I, would, I would absolutely adore doing that.
0: We should do a five-minute chomping after dark on it, too. Uh, anyways. Yeah, um, so there's a... <laughs> there's a mechanical robot who is trying... Rabbit robot. Who again, redundant, mechanical and robot.
1: Are... As opposed to those fleshy robots, you see
0: right, Those juicy robots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get into the fucking social media poll day. Oh, Yonoid um, too. Every Tuesday at the <laughs> oh, Juicy Robots. <laughs> At the search on Instagram every Tuesday, you can vote on the social media polls we put up there, and we will read the results. We love getting you involved. And uh, juicy robots, I'm still thinking about it, even though I'm trying not. <laughs> uh, anyways, all right, let's start with the first one. I actually did a quiz question for the pa- uh, not the patrons for the chompers. Rich, if you already know this, because you probably would have because you did the quiz, please don't say the answer. I want to know if Josh knows it. Answer the quiz, quiz question correctly, and you make it to the other side safely. Green light. And this is uh, a play on the uh, Squid Game uh-huh. character in the first episode. Get it wrong, and she sees you. Red light. I told the, the um, fans no cheating. I said, which game was a launch title on the PS1? A Kingsfield B Neketsu Oyako C Crash Bandicoot or D Battle Arena Toshinden Rich I already know you know the answer, so don't say it, Josh. Oh yeah, you know I'm not answer.
3: participating.
0: What? Oh. Launch. Hmm. Yes, at launch. Back in 1994 when the console yeah. originally came out.
2: Uh, I was on that machine in 94.
0: Oh my goodness. Not much. I will tell you this. Out of the 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 91 people who um, tried the quiz, mm-hmm. only 8 people got it right. Yeah. Um, I think it was the
2: last one. Battle Arena Toshinden? I think that, was that launch? Good grief. I don't know, I don't know. Frankly, it's a miracle the system survived long enough for it to get good games on it. Um,
0: (laughs) Interesting analysis that we'll have to delve into another day, but Battle Arena Toshinden? I think so, but I'm not, I would not put any money on this. It's good that you didn't put any money because you are incorrect. Yeah. The correct answer is Rich. Uh, I don't remember. Niketsu Oyako. Okay, I mean it makes sense because I think it was out there for longer. So, yep, that was that was released on launch day. Um, Woo! Uh, that actually blew my mind because I thought Battle Arena Toshinden was a launch game. Actually, mm, I knew it was, it was definitely early, close but... to launch. Yeah. And launch a lot window. of people actually answered Crash Bandicoot. Um... That's that was, insane. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot came out in '96. So yeah,
2: could not have been a lot. Well, game, but. but I don't think it made it to America. We didn't get it in
0: '94, did we? Was no, it U.S. release '95, or was it even later than that? It might have been '96 U.S. release, so maybe that's where some of the confusion was. But yeah, I'm trying to even it's remember. Entirely possible. Right? Yeah, that's why I said no cheating because I figured people would look it up and then they'd mm-hmm. find my devilish ways. But anyways. Um. Next, do actual polls now. Hopefully, you survived. But let's continue on. PS
1: One came I... to the U.S. in September of
0: 1995. Oh, there okay. We go. So end of Okay, yeah. So before even Crash Bandicoot released. But let's continue on. Have you yep. been watching the current sensation that is Squid Game? At the time of this poll, 29% of people said I love it. 71% of people said not yet, but I will. I marathoned that fucking show in two days. Absolutely loved it. I have one episode uh, left. Just for your guys' information, Netflix has recently been starting to release more information on their top titles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're projecting within the... F- they have a category where within the first month of launch, however many millions of people stream it and watch it, um, certain Netflix statistics, basically... Uh, determines its success quantitatively and qualitatively squid game is on pace to be the most streamed tv show within its first month on netflix that's how popular this show is right now
2: Mm -hmm. beating
0: out bridgerton and uh what's that show stranger things and some few other big names and you uh, can
1: you can tell it's popular uh, when you realize today how hard I had to look to find that jumpsuit to get here in time for Halloween.
0: Are you get, actually getting that jumpsuit for Halloween? Yes,
1: I ordered it today. Uh, a friend Rich, of mine is going as one of the masked uh, guards.
0: Guys, we should all like we should collaborate and do a costume together, even though we're in different areas. Like Rich, <laughs> if you're getting that jumpsuit, we should all get that jumpsuit.
1: I found it on Amazon, and it will get here two days before Halloween.
0: Good grief! Oh, shit. Well, hopefully, DeJoy. That that is, to fuck that, over, but, that is the guaranteed.
1: That is the guaranteed latest delivery date.
0: Mm. That doesn't mean shit, though.
1: I know, but I. All the other ones were like, you can get it by November 11th, and I'm like, that really kind of misses the point, guys.
0: <laughs> I wish you would have told us that you were doing that sooner, because then we could all order it at the same time.
1: Oh, I did it. I literally ordered it before we started recording this. Like, I, I mean, just, like.
0: Uh, I wish you would have said oh okay well maybe we can get lucky it's gonna be harder for me being in Japan but I'll see what I can do but anyways um, my
1: my plan actually was to jokingly when because I feel like we will eventually uh, spoil that show in a podcast format I was just <laughs> gonna wear it on camera while we
0: record that. that's dope yeah We're, I'm curious so like I know you and I'm gonna throw you the softball question knowing the answer have you guys watched squid game yet
1: yes I
2: mm-hmm.
0: haven't finished it, but yes.
1: Yeah, I have an, about an episode left. Um, cool. I just there, There's been too many games for me to sit down and binge it, so I've been mm. getting in about an episode at night.
0: Cool. Yeah, I, I've absolutely loved the show more than I thought I would. The beginning is a little bit slow. Um, like, the first 20 to 30 minutes is a little bit slow, but then it picks up pretty quickly, and then it just kind of doesn't stop it Takes the ball,
1: and I, I would recommend, by the way, while we're talking about Netflix and Korean TV... If you haven't watched it, when you are, guys are done with this, check out Alice in Borderlands. Oh, uh, I, yeah. Yeah, that is another great Netflix Korean
0: like drama. You, it's funny that you're saying that, because one of, uh, one of our buddies, um, former patron of ours, Howard, had mentioned to watch Squid Game, and he kept telling me to watch it. And I was like, all right, fuck, I'll watch it. And I watch an episode, and I'm like, thank God you told me to watch I love it. And he's <laughs> like, I'm actually watching Alice in Borderland now. Um. so he actually recommended that show to me too and if you are liking this show and you like anime if I could recommend a show to anybody watch the first season of Gantz it's not identical but there are some similar characteristics and I think if you like Squid Game and you like anime you would definitely like the first season not the second season of Gantz cool yeah if you've never watched Gantz, it's an awesome, awesome I haven't. First I might season. just check that out. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. It's interesting. But anyways, um, yeah, it's, I mean, Squid Game is a lot of fun. I I finished it within two nights. I've been trying to tell everybody I know to watch that show. It's, a, it's enjoyable. There's a reason why it's so popular right now. And um, I, I got to ask you guys a very important question, actually, regarding this show, because sure. usually I'm not the type of person to do this, I know a lot of people kind of talk about it, but uh, I, I'm probably not going to pronounce the name correctly. Ho Yan Jung or Sai Byuk, the uh, female main protagonist. Mm-hmm. I am standing for her hard. She's I get gorgeous. That. <laughs> She's an awesome actress. She's oh, definitely, yeah. she, she definitely carried that first season in a lot of ways, just like her acting skill was superb in that show
1: she's definitely yeah. one of the more interesting characters too and without like talking too much about what happens in the show like i think she has one of the more interesting arcs
0: yes i wait yeah yeah we can't say anything never mind yeah Oh we'll get a <laughs> we'll
1: get a forum to do so
2: soon no worries yes
0: yes yeah there's a lot i want to say about the show that i've had to kind of just keep inside very enjoyable show. There's a reason why it's popular right now. I recommend anybody who has Netflix to check it out. It's good. It's, it's good stuff.
1: wild. Yeah, there's no- nothing quite like it.
0: Yeah. Next poll. Gorilla's team lead Beau DeVry has stated in a PlayStation blog that both the PS5 and PS4 four versions will push the fidelity boundaries to their limits. And I asked our fans, do you believe? And I had one of the greatest puns. I think I've had it in quite some time. 65% of people said, I'm a free lever, because his last name is Beau DeVry. So I said, I'm a free lever, and I was very proud of that one. I'm getting nods of approval since oh, yes. nobody can hear that, and I'm very proud. I don't know if the clapping's I'm, coming through. I'm waiting through.
2: for you to stick the landing with, with the other option also somehow. It's not
0: as good. It's ah, not as good. Oh. And then 35% of people well, said fuck you, fertilizer. fuck you then. Uh had me in the first half not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> that is a true good usage of that mm-hmm. but um yeah I when I heard that I was like whatever like to be <laughs> to be honest with you because I'm on the PS4 and uh, still I haven't got a PS5 yet and hearing like Tales of Arise looks beautiful but the way it sounds when my console is on is a nightmare I, I was funny the other day I had a knock at my door, and I went out and you know grabbed something, and I come back into my apartment, close the door, and the the console is on the other side of the apartment, and I'm standing at the entryway, and I hear,
3: "Oh!" <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "My, my console's pager gonna
0: explode!" <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, if the Horizon Forbidden uh, Wilds is going West. to push the boundaries of the fidelity i can only imagine that my console will actually explode or grow some arms and legs and just beat the shit out of me for trying to tax it as much as i am so hell yeah but we'll see i still am really excited for that game i just thought like every who doesn't say in a triple a game we're gonna push the boundaries Of fidelity uh-huh. we're gonna push yeah it's like of what you consider a video. gonna game. come out it's actually
1: gonna be pretty cu- par for the course and in spots where it's not par for the course it's gonna be shit
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, like, so, oh, th- we're so optimistic for your honesty. here but i just like i i hate that that fluff piece shit when people do that it's
1: so. buzzwords and just like marketing jargon that's all premium like, it's, it's gonna be impressive i'm sure like let's yeah. not get overzealous about this
0: yeah exactly i i am very excited but yeah i just i'm I sure don't it's like gonna those. be great i've no doubt in my mind I, it's gonna be yeah, great just those generic fluff piece boilerplate yeah. answers i mean I, I guess what else are they supposed to say oh, it'll be pretty decent in graphics i i get that yeah. as well so anyway. Uh, listen you
1: flip that on its head there's there's a joke i love from uh the first season of acclaimed canadian comedy nirvana the band the show where they say, to talk up our band before we go on, you got to go out there and be like, tonight's show, man, it's going to be a bit of a piece of
0: shit. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Um, Next poll. For those of you who had access to the Halo Infinite beta this past weekend, were you satisfied with what you saw so far? 55% of people said, that was pretty good. 45% of people said, meh. And I had a few people message me about it. Um, one person really enjoyed it. A few people said, eh, it was okay. I can see what they're trying to do. There there are a lot of issues that they need to work out. Whether or not they actually get worked out remains to be seen, but...
1: Yeah. Wasn't this game supposed to be out a year ago?
0: That's a little concerning, considering <laughs>
2: these are people who are going out of their way to play a beta.
1: I mean, yeah, it's a good I, point, too. I was kind
0: of jealous I didn't get to play the beta.
1: Yeah, I, I wish I had put in the time to, I thought I was playing. It turns out I was playing split gate. Um, (laughs) and I was like, fuck, this is
0: awesome. Actually, somebody, (laughs) one of the uh, messages I got was talking about that exact same scenario where they're like, it's Halo Infinite is good in that it is actually taking the multiplayer back to the two and three Halo two, Halo three Mm. area. That sounds great. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm looking for. But split gate is already doing that. And uh, and it's more interesting,
1: yeah, yeah that that's the danger you run into because I' am still playing that when I can here and there, like that game is a delight, yep.
0: yeah, so uh, hey. oh, also
1: important to note while we're on that subject, so the splitgate devs did note that they're going to have a forge mode out before
0: Halo Infinite has its forge mode out, oh my goodness, <gasps> that's amazing, yeah I, uh, yeah i I have very bad feeling about Halo Infinite, but we'll see. We'll see. I'll try and remain hopeful. I will try my best, but I just don't have a great feeling. Anyways, uh, next. So the new Cowboy Bebop Netflix show intro drist just dropped. Drist, drist, just drist, drist, drist. It dropped. Driston, 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 dropped him. Get fucked, boy. (laughs) I'm sure that's gonna be hell to edit, Josh. I'm sorry. I'll stop now. I'm very sorry if I clip a lot. Did it get you hyped? Fifty-nine percent of people said three, two, one. Let's jam. And then forty-one percent of people said I'm hesitant. And I actually received some messages on this of people being very like, "Oh, it was shot so terribly," and some people like, "I'm really excited about this." So, um. I loved that intro, and there's no way they couldn't use that music. Oh it my got, God. It got me. was great! I, how did you guys feel?
1: I I am always hesitant about live action anime. Yeah, but like yeah. that watching 99.9995% that
2: 99.99995% likely to be terrible. Bad.
1: Um, the um, there's two pieces of information about this that recently got me to be like, I'm definitely gonna check this out and go in with an open mind. One was that intro dropping because it was fucking amazing. Um, And two was when they were kind of clarifying what the story is and saying that like this is not a retelling of the events of Cowboy Bebop, it is new events set within the canon.
2: Which is weird that they said that and then released that and it literally had characters from...
0: A dozen episodes it had, it, it had one from the it had the three guys from the pilot episode i
1: believe yeah i'm wondering what they do because i I mean i think you could you know set it somewhere in the middle with like just wacky misadventures but like that has me asking some questions i've kind of been asking from the beginning like there's still no sign of ed in the show mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's definitely concerning for sure um i actually received two polar opposite and hilarious messages about that, actually. I had one guy message me and said, I'm really happy that they're deviating from the anime and doing different plot lines and different stories. It's more stories. interesting. And then I had another guy said, who messaged me and said, why would I watch that if they're not going to be sticking true to the anime? And it's interesting. Well, I don't know like, if you heard this, uh, wrong. you can still watch the anime. No, you can't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Neither, Neither person is wrong it's just like what you want out of that experience is kind of interesting and it's cool to see a microcosm of that in our messages in response to this poll Mm -hmm. yeah rich you could just say it out loud i don't (laughs) want (laughs) to one of those
2: two should feel very insulted maybe you guys get to guess who. Um,
1: no, no. I. I this is. Listen. People always have that like, oh, it should be one hundred percent faithful thing, and like, I get the argument for that on its face, but my attitude has always been quite simply like, what is the value in retelling the exact same story?
0: I that's not where I thought you were gonna take that. The way you emphasize my, I thought you were gonna be like, "My God, shut the fuck up!" That's what I thought you were gonna <laughs> Just the way you emphasize my. Yeah, like, no, no, oh, no. Shit.
1: Like for a real point, is just I, I, I don't think there's no value in retelling the same story. I think there's a lot more value in trying something different and yeah. adding in a meaningful way.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I'm open to them doing that. You know, uh. Yeah, and what you guys said earlier that anime live action adaptations have not been favorable mm-hmm. at all. So, I'm very hesitant because of that, but I'm also I'm interested. The like the the intro got me hyped, the fact that they're going to be delving into different aspects of the story and the plot. I'm I'm hopeful. We'll see what happens. I'm hopeful though. Yeah. I'm open to it. But yeah. I'll never forget that Dragon Ball Z fucking live action movie that you don't talk about that yeah we shouldn't anyways stranger four or stranger stranger things season four trailer also dropped the same day are you ready to see the upside down again and i thought this was also clever that i know it's such a simple thing but i turned the poll you guys probably can't see that upside down oh Uh you i man, i was just clever that day i was feeling myself but uh 75 percent of people said you know it they're hyped for it and 25 percent of people said i'm over it that trailer got me really hyped i i was not expecting to be as hyped as i was for that season four trailer did you guys see it not yet. no not yet no okay okay i I will watch watch it at some point after we're done podcasting it's pretty cool um the tone and the vibe and everything so I won't say anything more. I don't want to just like recount the trailer, but I'm really excited for season four. So, I mean, like, how in general are you guys excited for season four?
3: Or I'm gonna on, watch but...
0: it. Eh, no, not really. Fair, fair. I I understand. Um, I think that season one obviously was the best, and that's. I mean, it was such as it was in the. I think it has been time progressively
1: weaker since then. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, it kind of feels an awful lot like the Aliens franchise.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. I, I see what you're doing there, because there is some influence of that in... Yeah,
2: like the first the horror
0: movie is excellent.
2: And the next one right after that, the action movie, that's, that's pretty good too. And then they kept making them.
1: I, I don't want to have that conversation because I too often have to have that conversation where someone's like, "I like Aliens two more than Aliens one." I'm like, "That's insane!"
0: <laughs> just every day you're walking down the street and you're like, <laughs> people just come up to like, me, "Hey, I like season or not season, I like Aliens two more." And you're like, "Oh, yeah, that's the stupidest Shami thing I've ever heard." <laughs> no, I I still really like the show. I love season three a lot. Um, I still think season one's the best, and season two is pretty good not as good but still pretty good i really like season 3 a lot so i'm excited for season 4 i think i would be good if they stopped at season 4 i, d- I don't know if they have intention of stopping at season 4 uh they've already talked about spin-off ser- series there's only think so the many places choice, you but, can go you know, money
2: the funniest thing about that is they said they talked about a spin-off series focused on 11 which that's just the series, guys.
1: <laughs> What's um? No, didn't at one point there was an episode. I don't remember if it was last season or season two with like the other people with powers. Where like in their heads at some season point they two. said it was it was a backdoor pilot and it was the one episode everybody universally hated.
0: Yeah, that it's, was season well, two.
2: Yeah, no, that was season two. And like I felt like there was interesting stuff going on there, but it was so fucking obviously a pilot. Yeah. And that's why it wasn't good. It was like it had nothing to do with anything before or after it.
1: Yeah. Like we're going to fuck off and do this other thing over here.
0: Yeah. It was obviously a pilot just painfully. So, yeah, I think I think about that actual episode and it reminds me a little bit of uh, there was a recent episode in Ted Lasso in the second season where coach goes off and does his own thing for an episode. It's a great episode. That still made sense in the context of what was happening in the show. Uh, there were there were more threads to connect it there, whereas that episode in Stranger Things season two, the only connection was Eleven and, my, uh, and uh, MK Ultra. Other than that, uh, yeah, another related.
1: another great. Like again, there's good ways to do that. Uh, the back backdoor pilot thing. Like recently, um, I've been watching season three, which just started of uh, HBO Max's Doom Patrol. And mm-hmm. as someone who very much likes the works of Neil Gaiman and Grant Morrison, which they are adapting the fuck out of, mm-hmm. uh, the the third episode of this season, I was unsure as it was happening, but then when I finished it, I looked it up, and sure enough, it was. I was like, was that a backdoor pilot for a Dead Boys detective show? And they are doing a Dead Boy detective spinoff that oh, HBO wow. has already ordered to series. That's awesome, dude. And it was dude. pretty
0: great. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, like, the thing is, and not, not to get too heavy into Stranger Things, that episode, I remember... Um, the actress millie bobby brown talking about how that was her favorite episode in season two and like how she was so hyped to film it and thinking back now and thinking about backdoor um spinoffs uh, that was probably like publicity shit that she was told to say in the event that a lot of people liked it then that would and then they could, they be, could oh, latch the on to a spinoff it. series
1: yeah yeah 100 percent. That, that would make a lot of sense yeah mm-hmm.
0: It just makes more sense now, retroactively thinking about it in context. But um, totally, yeah, I- I'm still excited for season four. But I think that if they continue to milk it, it's gonna the well's gonna run run dry here very soon. Yeah, for I some really people, well felt like it should
2: have been a two season show, like the horror yeah. thing to start it up, and then the second season it's more actiony. But they answer the questions. They they and tie a bow
1: it. on everything. Yeah, in a way that and, makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd like to. S- I'd like to see what they do with the, the mind flayer, and hopefully that comes to a head yeah. in this, finals, or this fourth season.
2: Yeah, but. no, I'm starting to get, like, J.J. Abrams' PTSD flashbacks. Like, oh, there is no ending to this. They just- the
1: upside down was just Hurley's dream.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I, maybe I didn't learn my lesson from Lost, and I need to learn it again in my <laughs> 30s. <laughs> yeah.
1: Have I ever told you guys the, the Lost story about my mother?
0: You lost your mother. Uh, I'm sorry. No, Rich. no. She, did she, you lose she, her in the fucking supermarket again? Rich? No.
1: She she stumbled onto an episode of Lost, like when Lost was airing, mm-hmm. and got like super into it. And only when the episode ended did she realize it wasn't a movie and got oh, incredibly mad.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's I remember so that. Funny.
2: Now, yes. <laughs> uh, it happens. So, you mean I have to watch 85 more hours of this? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds of terrible.
0: Nothing. nothing? <laughs> Uh, two more polls and then we are wrapped up Netflix yeah this was a day where Netflix just dropped all of these trailers on us at once mm-hmm. and on that day they also graced us with a trailer for the Witcher season two are you ready to see Geralt kick some more ass 82% of our uh, fans said I need unicorn sex and 18% of our our fans said not my cuppa because apparently I was British for that poll feeling but, it uh, Anyways, yeah, I that that trailer was probably the weakest out of the four that I watched because they were using some scenes from the first season, and I was, I was con and like I get the tone that they were trying to go for and the themes that they were trying to go for, but I don't know. I was just the least engaged, but I'm still excited for season two. Just
1: yeah, I'm I'm intrigued for more Witcher. I still haven't watched the Vesemir thing yet. Um, I
0: haven't either. I need to.
1: I need to make time for that. Like, yeah, that series didn't exactly set the world on fire, but I think you could go interesting places with it. Yeah. Uh so I'm I'm hopeful for it
2: to be fun.
0: Yeah, me too. And Josh, you're you're not a big Witcher guy in general,
2: right? No, like I not No. Like not the IP in, in general, so yeah. So no interest in the show, pretty much. Nope.
0: No. Nope. Understand. <clears throat> nope. What if I told you there's boobies in it? Would you be interested? Right the computer box over there has you can
1: get boobies whenever you want <laughs>
0: the, bo- the box containing digital boobies mm-hmm. <laughs> is right next to me <laughs> and they're just like on the there for the least efficient way to find those and I they're mean, just on there for free a shit pile <laughs>
3: <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: calling
0: a joke from uh, a yeah. previous mm-hmm. episode
3: <laughs> yeah I remember
0: <laughs> anyways the last poll we did uh, issue 4 of the last Ronin dropped Uh, Now, two weeks ago, and it was damn good. I finally got caught up. Have you checked it out yet? 18% of people said so good. And, of course, 82% of people have not yet checked out the last Ronin, or at least issue four of it. Mm -hmm. I can tell you now that, obviously, um, I, I had to wait for a while for issue three to be available to me on my Kindle. And so I read three, and then I read four right after it. And shit's kicking into gear. Obviously, it's a it's a limited series. It's five issues, and uh, it's been really good. I've enjoyed it so far. I like the take on the and the more serious take on the turtles and who their nemesis is in here, and some of the other characters. Just where the show or the the comic has gone in general has been really enjoyable. Um, Rich has thankfully agreed to do a chomping after dark on that with me when the. F- fifth and final issue drops i'm really excited about it yeah so
1: I'm, I'm ready it's again like you were saying the gritty take is good because it feels like more of a callback to the original comics yes and uh what they were which is it's uh it's, it's a cool story I'm, I'm excited to see that wrap up and, and how they do it
0: yeah yeah i mean like you know the inevitable conclusion that's coming but things
1: things are coming to a head you know where it has to go but it's it's the journey man Yeah,
0: exactly rich you get it you get it you totally understand and Josh, have you read The Last Ronin? No,
2: no, I have not read that yet. Are you interested at all?
0: Yeah, although I don't mind
2: waiting for that sort of thing. And It's like, five issues. If you could just
1: knock it all out at once, i get that.
2: Yeah, well, that, my thought being is there's going to be a collection of all five next year. So I'm like, I'll just get the hardcover.
1: Yeah, I, I've right. been reading them digitally, and I'm thinking about buying the trade when that becomes a thing, just mm-hmm. to have, because I like having those.
0: I, you know, I don't own a lot of comic memorabilia. I own uh, the first issue of The Crystal Shard from R.A. Salvatore. He did a limited run of some of his books. Mm-hmm. I own the first issue of that. I didn't keep up with it because it gets pricey. Comics get pricey. I agree with you. I think this is one of the very few comic memorabilia that I would actually like to own. Just because I've really yeah. enjoyed the series. Well, they've, it's already
2: it planned out. The uh, yeah, the hardcover of it is June twenty first next year. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm
1: gonna probably grab that. I always I'm regret.
2: A... Is there a price on it or not? It uh, looks like they're estimating twenty five. Or 30... that's it? No, no, no. no. Hang on, hang on. Twenty five hundred. <laughs> okay, all right. It looks like the looks like the. Uh... 30 is supposed to be the the list price there, that's cheap hell yeah i gotta yeah get no that. that's that's yeah. pretty cheap for a hardcover edition i which... mean if it's
0: 30 i might try and pick up two one for myself and then one for in the future if it becomes worth money in our capitalistic hell space mm-hmm. i should have I always sell it. normally have normally always... the
2: hardcover versions don't really go up in value because they kind of keep those around in yeah, yeah of it,
1: issue true. issue by issue first printing is what normally will go for something if anything Yeah, which okay. is why I should really check on my Death of Wolverine comics
0: fair <laughs> point yeah yeah. Um, do you guys know what elf quest is? we can't talk about that Dude, that's kids that up. watch
2: I, I assume there are
0: kids I hope there aren't but I assume are there are your aren't. kids
1: listening to this? get them out of here <laughs> I
2: <don't>
0: have kids <laughs> I know you're not talking to me either. No, I will have to tell you guys a funny story another time about Elf Quest. That's the only other major experience I've had with comics. Uh, there's a very, very funny, long winded story about that. And I'll tell you guys. Are another you talking time. about
1: ChexQuest? Chex, Chex Quest? Chex Quest? Yeah, Chex Yeah, ChexQuest. Quest.
0: Chex or Chuck?
1: Chex. <laughs>
3: Chuck? Chex. <laughs> Chex. Chex? Chex. <laughs> Chex Quest? <laughs> yeah, of course.
1: Who hasn't heard a checks Quest? Idiots. Let's end the show. <laughs> All
0: right. Glad- Josh, I'm glad Rich and I got you with a bit. Uh, oh, That's great. Uh, no, um, really quickly, as I've alluded to in bits and pieces here on the show, if you want more content from us, such as more podcasts, written reviews and articles, you want access to our merch store, you want access to our patron, Patreon, where you can get a ton of benefits, support the show and um just meet cool awesome interesting people in the community who love SoreChomp, like you possibly head over to our site sore where you can check out all of that stuff um and like we announced last week rich's show is going to be live here in a few weeks um he's going to be doing a commercial for that that you will probably hear in this episode actually yeah, or you probably already heard next it. episode with some more details i'm going to be putting some stuff on social media, on the Instagram for that. Um, We are also on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow us there and message us, interact with us, please feel free to. Uh, We have a Discord, as everybody and their mother does. If you want to get involved in that, you can DM us on either one of the social media sites, and we will get you the link for that. If you want to message us about anything, whether it's like a, you don't want to use social media, or you don't, use social media normally or you have a business inquiry things like that sword at gmail.com and last but not least thank you for being awesome listening to us um, allowing us to be silly and serious at the same time allow us to take gaming a little bit too seriously sometimes and maybe i guess not serious enough i don't know i don't know but thanks for being here thanks for listening to us and supporting us we love you so much be safe out there drink a lot of water relax your jaw it's probably a little tight right now you're probably grinding your teeth a little bit roll your shoulders back a few times relax that neck of yours and just have a good rest of your day or evening whenever you're listening however you're listening just be well out there take care get fucked which you can't (laughs) you can't comment something after I end the show so perfectly every time but yeah get (laughs) fucked uh-huh.